this week on Marvel. Dark web starting to spin. That's pretty much it now that Axe Judgment, but, you know, there was a kind of small movie that came out too. It was Black Panther. And no news is good news when it comes to video games this week on Marvel. Welcome, everybody. We are back. Tony. Hello. Josh. Vinny. on Marvel crew. Here to talk about some comics. Still in that metamorphosis of just trying to get everything a little bit, uh, a little bit more streamlined for you guys. So we're uh, we're still trying out. We still got another podcast before the end of the season. Uh, we still haven't forgotten about Dark Hawk. Uh, we just want to give it the time it needs. So if you're waiting on that, keep doing it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is uh, this is right after the events of Axe Judgment, which we did our entire review on, should be available well before you hear this. And uh, there's this kind of a lull. There's a couple of things happening going forward. There's a couple of more crossover events, but nothing as quote-unquote large. Uh, The next exciting one seems to involve Spider-Man and Spider-Man. And, and the X-Men. maybe some X-Men, but probably not all of them. But whatever. Uh, called Dark Web. And that's something we're going to keep our eyes out. But uh, this week in comics, there was a handful of good ones. Wouldn't you say? I would. I would, in fact, uh, say that. Because... I would say that if I would have read anything. Now, I've heard of things, but I'm hoping you guys can help catch me up. Because I've been busy, busy. Since our last like real did, podcast, did something happen since the last uh, time? Big, we, we we expanded. We had a uh, sequel. You know, I'm Vinny Junior. Now we're officially a trilogy. So Vinny the Third was born on uh, it was like mid October. Oh, and yeah, I mean babies don't require much attention, right? Like you can just no, no like I leave just, them alone for like. Sometimes I like sleep through it, and then like eventually it just it just stops crying. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly assume that your son is just on top of your computer because it's warm there. <laughs> but you've just left him there. No, he's actually on top of my wife's lap right now. Um, it's it's one of those things like too. It, you know, it's just since it's a baby, it has to be like. It always feels like it has to be like being. He he likes to be held a lot, which is you know like nothing wrong with that. So it's just like we're constantly just holding Spoilers, on. Spoilers, you never grow out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like for, for my limited knowledge of babies, you know, that I know that's like because they still it brings them comfort to like feel like they're still in the womb because they're like not far removed from it in terms of like time. Yeah. Um, and their brain can't process different things. So they're like, oh, God, everything is new. Why is there room? It, it's um, weird because like my mom, like so she like the other day, like picked up his like legs, like full kind of his arms in, like kind of squished the baby and like it immediately like just like, fell asleep. It's nuts because, like, again, so he's just used to like the womb, and again, he's he's about a month old now, but still doing that, it like works, and it's a cool little like fun trick to do. It's a party trick, you know. <laughs> I fold up my baby like a like a suitcase, and then he just falls asleep. All right, one but, of you um, guys squished me tonight so I could fall asleep. Yeah, dude, it's, it's cool. But I, I'll say the coolest thing so far is like watching 
him slowly like realize things because like you know the first week obviously he's not doing anything he's just like literally just sitting there and he's like hungry and he's shit or like whatever second week he like moves a little bit more his eyes are more open and like also like stuff i didn't know is originally when they first start off they can only see in like it's real fuzzy then it becomes only black and white then it's like a little bit of color and it slowly adds more color and like while this is happening his eyes like i've noticed they they're starting to get the like they start off all black and they're slowly like, he's slowly getting like his eye color in. And it's pretty cool to like watch like day to day. That's probably because his pupils are like massive, like trying to just take in as much. Oh, yeah, know, they don't have and, color, you know. Yeah. They don't when they're born, and like there's a lot of cool like developmental things that I like to like. I like watch. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. Like a week ago, he couldn't do this, or like it looked it looked completely different. Like his head shape, like. Which I didn't know when babies are born, they have cone heads. Yeah, it's because their skull's not fully formed yet. No, no, but it's like it's literally like a giant pointed cone. And in like two days is oh, normal. I, I I can explain that. Uh uh because when their skulls aren't formed and they're soft and then they get pushed out of a tiny hole. Oh no, it makes sense. Yeah. It's what like but it? it's like something you don't think about, you know what I mean? Until you see it. You're like, oh, that's a thing. Like, right, like, I just want you to be known. I, I won't think about it even after I see it. Just don't touch the 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 saw you know, spot. Saw spot on the yeah. Dude, it's like a chunk. It's, it's, it's a soft alien baby. It's so big. It's so funny. <laughs> Babies are weird. Uh, then in no, it's been fun though. Eighteen years, they're gonna have to start paying taxes. What a day. <laughs> That's my boy. Pay the federal government. <laughs> paying his dues. <laughs> and a boy you used to make doo doos. Now you're paying your dues. That's what we say in this. All right. So, well, congratulations, Josh. Just bringing that to a bringing that train to a screeching halt. That was a fast worst stop. Like worst he was like halfway shit. through. Like I, right, you know, what? I'm done. I'm done. You know I what? didn't you know have. What? I didn't have it in me to commit more to that. So I was like, we're just going to end it. And it's going to be the me who ends it because I was the one who started it. Zero <laughs> of this is making the final cut. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, of course it is. I'm not editing. That's uh, so much work. All right, then. All right, then. So here's what I I'm don't doing. know how I'm to. Gonna, I'm going to start. I'm going to tell Vinny about a comic I read uh, uh-huh. called Sabretooth and the Exiles. Uh, this is the direct sequel to the previous Sabretooth run that we never talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. Isn't it like a Sabretooth in hell, right? Uh, basically, Sabretooth uh, was kind of like quote-unquote killed, right? But killing mutants doesn't do anything, so they go into a waiting room, and they're like, we're not going to res him. Uh, except he, that, that, that he got out. He, he got out. He was in the pit. He got out now. And uh, okay. at the end of the Sabretooth comic, he got out of the shadow realm that he was banished to. Well, the uh, pit is uh, an actual place on Krakoa. It's like. Yeah, I've seen spend... the pit. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. What and we've seen a lot of characters go in there at this point. Like Toad is currently in there because yeah. he was framed uh, for uh, killing Scarlet Witch. You did see in there. a lot of characters go in there. You Orphan Maker see. was in there with yeah, his those, nanny. 
those are the exiles. What? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they are out. Saber, the end of uh, of Sabretooth's run, issue five, maybe it was a very short run. Uh, uh-huh. Was him being like, to me, my exiles. Uh, and this takes place literally 18 seconds after he said that. Where they're like, so, all right, let's get out. Uh, to be fair, he's kid. Uh, so just to give you a little bit, he's kidnapped. They're experimenting on him. They have a mutant dampening collar. Turns out mutant dampening collar only slows Sabretooth's healing process because he has the dopest healing factor. So they're like ripping his claws out and they're healing quickly. They took his liver out to do experiments on it. Uh, turn didn't didn't matter. Uh, no big deal. Doctor Barrington is the name of the the doctor doing this, and uh, they they escape the exile. He's getting these these experiments done on him. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna get out of this because he's saber tooth and he's the title character of this. So it's him, orphan maker, Toad, uh, who's not in a Toad costume. He just looks like a dopey idiot. Uh, and a handful of other people. I could list the character Madison Jeffries, uh, someone named Melter, someone named Third Eye, a robot named Nanny. Uh, is basically, uh, Nature Girl there? No, no, uh, I don't. Nature unless... Girl is currently in X Men Green. Well, X Men yes. Green was a story of Nature Girl. Um, is she Girl... like? No, she it's like snapped. Is Nature, it still going on? X Men Green is still going on. Yeah, yeah, I only read the first one. Three. I assume she'd probably be in the pit by now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, like, because well, she pit, she snapped no and started killing people. Anymore. No one's in the pit anymore. Well, yeah. So fair. this is a this is a fun little side story of the of the only mutants who Krakoa doesn't respect. And is chasing them down. That's very important, too. Like, the island of Krakoa is trying to find them as an island. And uh, that's why they're running away and, and et cetera, et cetera. So the the real thing about this... So there, there used to be another Exiles team. This is the new Exiles, quote-unquote. Uh, is Sabretooth starting his own kind of brotherhood that's really not trying to push for any social change more like survival walking dead style and uh bad stuff's happening that's that's pretty much the entire thing it is an issue one so the covers are really cool the alt covers are significantly less cool although they do have very 90s style art both of them one like the 90s art of saber tooth like the the 90s cartoon saber tooth with the the massive biceps with the arm wraps and the the giant furry jacket. Um, My favorite. And then there's one that's got it. a little bit early '90s, maybe even late '80s cover. Uh, but there's some pretty cool art on there. Honestly, you gotta care about Sabretooth. You guys might know this. I love Sabretooth. He's one of my favorite uh, mutants for no reason, just because he's ridiculous. So like, I I'm a fan, but I, I can honestly say like, I don't even think this is a read for most people. You got. You gotta be so into the X Men that their C and D stories are interesting to you, for this to even come close, uh, and that's kind of where this is. There's no real arc, but it's fun. It's a fun little uh, uh, vigilante story of bad guys. It's like Prison Break, except garbage. So Prison Break. 
I was going to say, are you implying that Prison Break is not garbage? A, the first two seasons of Prison Break were pretty good. Are still garbage. Um, so any, real fast, like, any as you're, well, as you're talking about, I do want to make a quick comment. Um, I pulled it up, right? So, so I can like, kind of look at the art like you're talking and look at, uh, Toad's costume. So that costume is actually his original costume. He was introduced into the comics back in like the sixties or I think it was introduced in the sixties, like late sixties, but he, that's, uh, his original outfit. Just, just green, green with a mop top. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, um, he was kind of like the fool of the group, and they made him wear like dumb clothes like that. Mm. It, I think it was yellow at one point, or maybe it was original yellow, and now it's just green for this. Mm. But uh, that's like the the outfit itself. Maybe the like I said, I think the colors might have changed, but that is like Toad's original like suit, essentially. I believe you. But uh, I'm surprised, to be honest, at kind of this cast, because, like, I don't know, like, I think Orphan Maker is a weird character to want, not being just one series, but in being, like, three at this point, because he was, he was in this, he was in Exiles, what, 2019, he's in this, well, Sabretooth in the Exiles, and he was, like, in another one, he was in where he, yeah, Hellions. And so it's just kind of weird that, like, he's in all these. You know, because he's such a strange character. Uh, Josh, you know, you know really anything about him? I do not. So, like, Orphan Maker, I know very little. But, like, reading the, those series, it, it chalked up to, it's this kid who is literally just, he has this big suit, like, he's a he has a suit he needs to have on, and he just gets angry, kills things, and has this weird egg-shaped nanny. That treats him like a like a like a son, and he gets super jealous of anyone like talks to his nanny, and that's all it is. So it's this weird like mother coddling character with a, like a egg little robot thing running around following it. So is Orphan Maker the suit guy in the suit? The suit guy, the yeah. kid in the suit. Yeah. Essentially, I think like mentally he's a kid. Like obviously he's an adult in this. But uh, it's just, it's a weird, like, every time I see him, I just get this weird feeling about him. I don't like him. It's, uh, I don't like it. It's upsetting. <laughs> to be fair, I don't like any of the characters in this but Sabretooth. I like uh, Toad. I'm a big fan of Toad, you know? That I call Toad. shenanigans. You tolerate you Toad. Nobody no. likes Toad. To Dude, you know, Toad was like played Code, Toad, and we Toad. were still like, eh. Toad was one of my first like mutants I did a video on. Why? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just like you. Toad. <laughs> Congratulations! Can't wait to read the Toad standalone series. Uh, again, I'm not. Oh, that will never happen. It was a cool comic. It's just like, like who am I? Who am I preaching to here? Right? Like, you got to read Sabretooth and the Exiles, man. Get all of your all your Toad Sinclair. Fix like what? Nobody cares. If I asked a thousand people if they knew who Madison Jeffries is, at least fifty. I don't even know that is. Would be like, yeah, I've seen them in porn. You know, like it's not a, it's not. These are not real characters. So like, when you have no characters, you got to tell a fun story or a good story or a fun good story. You have a million options. Turns out, 
it's too early to tell, but the the Sabretooth arc has been really interesting. So, uh, like, what is this story that they're actually pointing towards? Because, you know, like, just at this point, they're out of the pit and Krakoa is chasing them down? Sure. I guess it's just too early to tell. Like, I know you're asking me as if I have insight. I read this comic, man. I got nothing to tell you. All right. <laughs> you know, like, normally there's, like, all right, now we're going to go on our quest for redemption. Nope. That's yeah. probably not. I don't, Sabretooth's never been a redemption guy. Even, like, when Wolverine was forced to work with them, like, on Krakoa, they're like, no, this, is, this isn't going to work out. But they didn't give it a chance. So I doubt it's, like, a redemption story. It's truly it's not, like it's an exile not a story. story. It's not. I'm telling you right no. now. It's not a no, redemption I, yeah. story. This I, is this is Sabretooth this is, this is and Spar shitty two. people. This is Sabretooth and shitty people being shitty, but dealing with problems from equally shitty people being shitty to them. If that doesn't sell it for you, nothing will. Like if if you're not if you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Sabretooth and the Exiles number one. If not. Josh, what do you got for us? All right. Well, I got something more interesting, at least, and that's telling a story in Amazing Spider-Man number 13. Yay. Um, Yay. Good. Uh, Because you should. This is something you definitely should read. So uh, this is picking up right, you know, at the end of 12, uh, where there's the reveal that there is uh, two uh, hobgoblins. There is the original, who I can never remember the dude's name. Some Kingsley, thank you. Um, Kingsley and Ned Leeds. Yeah, Ned Leeds. uh, And Ned Leeds is being brainwashed with the same device that originally told him he was the Hobgoblin. Um, So he's not, like, doing this by choice. Uh, This is, he's being brainwashed again, you know, much to the dismay of his new family because he has just had a small baby child and is, you know, Betty is uh, worried about him, you know, because he's acting dangerous and that's what hobgoblins do. So basically is Betty Brandt. Yeah. He did end up marrying Betty Brandt for anyone who's been a a Spider-Man fan for as long as we have like that. That's not just Betty. That's one of the other people who know Peter is Spider-Man. Yes. (laughs) Um, and oh, so, not, like, but not just Peter. Um, Flash Thompson as uh, what's it called? As Agent Venom as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's another well, thing. Yeah, she's like even been. She was one of the first people when she noticed that uh, Ned Leeds was acting crazy again. You know, because he was ranting that Norman Osborn was out to like kidnap their baby and stuff like that. She was like, "Hey, um." maybe I should call in Peter on this because like, that's not a normal thing a person says um, <laughs> is that Norman Osborn wants to kidnap my baby. So she does. And Peter's like, all right, well, let me look into it. And so during the course of him looking into it, he, you know, finds out that Kingsley is the hobgoblin. He's like, Oh, cool. Thank God that Ned leads. And then all of a sudden Ned leads as the second hobgoblin shows up and Peter's like, that's not cool. That's not good. Um, so most of this issue is uh, Peter getting his ass kicked by two hobgoblins. <laughs> it's adorable um, that you said most. 
It's like and 80, all of it. 80%. Yeah. This entire well, issue is Peter getting his shit pushed in and then by... the frames that aren't him getting his shit pushed in by um two hobgoblins, hobgoblin. <laughs> are yeah. um is Norman Osborn in the hospital watching Peter get his shit pushed in. Yeah. <laughs> <Screaming>. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines. He's so he's in the hospital because when he was meeting up with Kingsley, Ned Leeds attacked um them, blowing them up, try to like you know, lead off the trail that uh, Kingsley was the hobgoblin still. So Norman Osborn, he's been blown to shit. Uh, he's in the hospital. He's watching yeah. on a computer and he sh- shouts for the nurse. He goes, nurse, get in here. And the nurse is like freaking out like, oh my God, what's happening? And he's on the computer. He's like, get the police to this address. And he <laughs> doesn't say um, like, my friend's in trouble. He goes, my, my employee is in serious trouble. <laughs> Yeah, which yeah, I thought it's... was the most Norman Osborn. Uh, that's amazing. He was he gonna knows, be out like, of work on Tuesday. Like it was. <laughs> yeah, we can't afford this. <laughs> like he's seen Peter. You have any idea like, what his salary is? <laughs> getting his shit pushed in, like because they both got gliders, so like they're both just like chopping him to bits. He's bleeding. Yeah. Like you see that his mask is getting bashed in and Norman Osborn in his hospital bed is just going, nurse, call the police. My employee is in trouble. It's so, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's an entire issue of uh, just them beating the shit out of Peter. Uh, and they continue and, wait, to beat the shit out of Peter. I gotta jump in for a sec. It's important for anyone who doesn't know to know the difference between Kingsley Hobgoblin and Ned Leeds Hobgoblin. Kingsley Hobgoblin is a criminal. Is actually like is actual Hobgoblin. Ned Leeds yeah. is brainwashed. Is with a the crazy device. person, Hobgoblin. He is insane. Yeah. Like Kingsley is like this is why I'm gonna we need- kill you. So that I can proceed with my criminal plans. Nidweeds is like, Blah! like he is a fucking psychopath. Yeah. So like one of so them that the is one like who sins may live again. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is like the entire. You can always tell which one is talking because one of them is like using complete sentences and making threats, and the other is like your blood runs with the like he's just going insane and like insane. Yeah, scream writing. blood for the blood god. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Basically. So, um, uh, this, the ass kicking, yeah, this is 13. The ass kicking continues, um, until Norman, uh, shows up in, uh, what they're calling the golden goblin, uh, suit and then kind of evens the tides. So then they arrest, uh, Ned Leeds, uh, Kingsley gets away by basically throwing Ned Leeds to the police. Uh, and then we get kind of this big bombshell at the end where it wasn't just Ned who was being brainwashed. Kingsley is also being brainwashed by the same device. Um, and that device is being controlled, uh, by the same demon who, uh, cleared, uh, Norman Osborn of his sins. Like this wasn't like, a, a metaphorical, he had been cleansed of his sins uh like by going to church and then becoming a good person no through the help of like 
a demonic pact, Norman Osborn cleared his sins off of him and is now a morally good person. Um, but as all with all deals with a you know demon slash devil, um, it's not quite what they seem. So it seems like this uh, they are trying to trick Norman back into being the goblin. So, so for what it's worth, that character, uh, I believe, is the. Um, clone that Miles Warren made. Uh, do, oh God, this is, we're gonna go till like ages ago. Let's do it. Let's I don't, do it. I, like we're gonna go back to like 2017 during the the Spider Island stuff when Miles Warren was back for like six minutes before Ben took over as the Jackal. Uh, that's the Queen Goblin. Yeah. That's the one that Norman took as a wife. Uh, during the, the events of Spider Island when everything was cool, but the, he was painting the, the goblin symbol on things that Parker couldn't see because of a post-hypnotic suggestion. I don't remember. I don't remember any of the stuff that was happening. But uh, that is a person. Uh, that is that is a it, it, like that is not a new character. That is a recurring yeah. character. Um. So yeah, we're we're sitting here with uh, Roderick Kingsley, Ned Leeds, Norman Osborn, some other goblin chick, and Peter. Five of the five people in five of the six unique people in this story have gliders now. Betty being the sixth who doesn't. <laughs> they um, were well, like, yeah, she has one now. <laughs> yeah, so basically, uh, Norman has been trying to not be involved in this type of thing because he's afraid that, like, any one incident of, like, violence, even if he's doing violence for good, is going to trigger that, like, piece of goblin that's always in him uh coming back out and so like he's been like avoiding this and the only reason why he busts out the gold goblin suit is to because peter was not gonna make it otherwise like nope this isn't like <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey let's see if peter's got this he waited as long as he could and i think it was about the time that uh peter was slashed in the back and then fell um that Norman was like, okay, maybe, maybe I need to step in. And we're not talking a scratch. Like he was basically vivisected. Uh, so. It was bad. Yeah. And just the Tony Daniel variant cover has a dope ass picture of Peter and black cat kissing. Yeah. I so. just wanted to say that because it's awesome and I want them yeah. together. Well, I mean, they are, if, you know, they're supposed to go on a date. Um, but I think, you know, the most important part of this whole issue was actually nothing uh, in this issue at all. Uh, nope. It was the uh, teaser. Yeah, yeah, the teaser to the Amazing Spider-Man number 14, which uh, We've been waiting for. Him. We've been waiting 13 
13 issues to find out. And this is this is supposed to be uh uh after I believe the dark web alpha. So this is in uh... the dark web. This is a let me check to make sure. Uh maybe it's the same week. Let's see. Um no, it's next week. Well, two weeks from now. And then Dark Web Alpha is we have I think this might be pre Dark Web. I think this might be like one of those lead ups to Dark Web. Weird, because I thought Dark Web started in November. Okay, Dark Web is December seventh, so the first week. Yeah, of so, so yeah, it's two cause... weeks before then. So this is the last. No, uh, so uh, fourteen is a dark web event, yeah. a dark web comic. It's it's got dark web in the corner of it, um, but it is not the the. I think this is kind of like if it's the only use, other thing. It's the eve of like dark web. If to borrow the phrasing yeah. from like Judgment, it's Eve of Dark Web. That's not what they're calling it. That's just what I'm calling it. Um, and like normally on these, like you know, tune in next time on Spider Man, you'll see like a blurb. No, they just leave it ominous blank and just say next nothing. Like so bad, bad, bad juju magumbo. Uh, you know if you something. <laughs> If you do have the opportunity, ASM 14, let it be said here, go to your comic book store and pick up any variant cover because there are like 30 variant covers and they are all insane. There's one of uh, Chasm uh, on top of like a gargoyle, just really cool looking one. There's, Just like the uh, classic Spider-Man pose. There is a very like throwback alt art uh, of a very old. I think it's a Venom cover, but it's Chasm over Venom. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of cute like Goblin Queen pumpkin stuff. Uh, there's a lot of good. There's also a lot of PS4. Spider-Man covers running around too. I've been seeing them yeah. a lot lately. Anyway, uh, for anyone who doesn't know why we're talking about Chasm, it's because we haven't ever seen Chasm. Mm-mm. They were he was teased at the end of the last Amazing Spider-Man run, um, with his creation, and then disappeared. And then we fast forward, what was that, like Amazing Spider-Man, like number 57 or something like that. We talked about it at the very beginning of the, you know, start when we first started doing this podcast, we covered that. Um, and then we flash forward to this and everything with the the tease of like something happening in Pennsylvania. And then, uh, you know, here we are. So... It's crazy too, because it's been so long. You know, if you think about it, like when when did we even start? It was like summer, right? Even farther back. Gosh, spring? No, we we started in like yeah, in spring in like April. Oh my ASM, gosh! So like, we are. Let me do the math on this. Fourteen. It has been fourteen issues of ASM 
since the last time we even saw Ben Riley. Mm-hmm. 14 he issues. mentioned, but, like, that's and it. All and all we've known it... is that some bullshit happened involving Ben, and uh, he now has the ability to undo matter. And yeah, there's, like, not time famous. skip. We got time skip, too. Like, yep, there's, like, all right, he's here. Skip. Time skip. And then we knew nothing. And I remember, like, beginning of the series, we were actually, like, really, like, tra- like trashing on the series at first. I was. It, it, Don't say I was. I was. I was. I, was. Yeah, I was trashing on it because you, like, you dangled a very juicy fruit in front of us. And then gave us a really medium story that took, like, six, like, the Hobgoblin it was three, has been right? two it was Tombstone. issues. It was the it was Tombstone. Four, it was four or five issues into Tombstone. Yeah, it was like six issues was, for Tombstone. Really and six? then then they kind of got caught up in... Um, the now iconic. Yeah. Oh and then gosh. there was... A, then that led into the little bit surrounding... Um, uh, Judgment. Judgment Day. Like, yeah, because there was the prequel... There was the issue that took place before the Hellfire Gala, and then um, there was uh, the issue after the Hellfire Gala, and then um, the amazing uh, Spider-Man, I guess, what was that, number 10 now, Um, where, uh, you know, with the judgment of Peter Parker, so. Yep. Uh yeah, like actually after the op- like if the first thing instead of being six issues was like three maybe even four, it probably would have been fine. It just felt fillery to me. But ever it since did, then, everything has they... been as concise as it needs to be and as good yeah. as it needs to be. Like I this really been, enjoyed this. This is the third issue of the Hobgoblin arc we just read. We just talked about, and mm-hmm. now we're off of the Hobgoblin arc. But they're not gone. We know Kingsley's still around. We know like like Norman is now in a goblin costume. And now we know that Ben Riley's gonna show up to cause some problems. And that's all I care about. As long as Ben is there, I'll be happy. Yeah. Do we know how long, like with Dark Web coming up, how long is it gonna be? Like two months, three months? Uh, I think it's like a two a two, two and a half month event. It's gonna guess- carry through the end of the year, basically into January, I think we uh, have a we had a, a calendar uh, somewhere. I mean, I'm excited either way because I like I love sp- like most Spider-Man stories that when it comes and, to like and- big title events, like um, I think the last big one I really enjoyed was a uh, I don't I don't think it's called Craven's Last Hunt or it was like The Hunt where he cloned himself. Do you guys okay. did you guys read that at all? So uh, no, but just to, just real quick before we go into that, Dark Web starts with Dark Web number one, Dusk in December, which we talked about, and ends with Dark Web finale, Dawn, uh, in February. So, but like that's okay. like the first week of February, so two months, two full months, basically. Okay, I'm excited. Like anything to do with like what's going on with that character that we've been waiting on. For over six months now, I'm ready. So not only that, bigger than that, Venom's involved. Um, oh, Ms. really? Miss Marvel's, in, yeah. Marvel's involved, Ms. Marvel's which makes involved. sense 
because she is working with Peter and Norman. Um, so like, let's compare this to what we just talked about with, you know, Axe Judgment. You look at the side stories in this, all concise, all characters that matter. And it's not just one issue. So we get Dark Web Miss Marvel number one. But guess what we get? A Dark Web Miss Marvel number two. We get Mary Jane and Black Cat number one. We get Mary Jane and Black Cat number two. Like, so. That's awesome. I'm excited for this one. I'm a lot more excited for this than I was for Axe Judgment. Oh, also next. And Black Cat. Sorry, I'm just typing Google. Rule 34. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like, oh, and also there is uh, three Gold Goblins uh, issues. Mm -hmm. So uh, Gold Goblin number one, I think, comes out next week, actually. So Mm -hmm. it's another pre-Dark Web event, but it is a Dark Web event. Um, but then we'll get Gold Goblin number two and Gold Goblin number three during the course of the Dark Web, along with three Dark Web X-Men comics, because yep. it, it has to do with X-Men. Not allowed yeah, on that's true. Yeah, so we know we know you know Cyclops is going to come up. He's got a well. There's a mutant redhead well, it, that he has um, sex with. Well, no, well, no he has had sex with. Well, what's his name? Is dating. Her right now, or was dating her? Uh, Cyclops's brother, little brother, not uh, Vulcan. Havoc, Havoc, Havoc was. Havoc, Havoc was dating a... Goblin Queen. Yeah, you guys didn't know that. No. no. Okay. I why? love Havoc. Um, it's Hellions. Why is, why is Havoc catching his brother's runoff? I don't he know. Doesn't All right. need to. Look, so in I believe it was Hellions, right? He was she, like she was seen. And he made the argument for, like, she needs to come back. She's her own person, not just a clone of uh, Jean Grey. And then, like, they were, like, last night I saw them, they were, like, kissing. And, like, I knew they were dating, but that was it. And then, because, like, Hellions ended. I quit following what happened to Havoc. So I don't know what's happening, if they're still together, if they're not together. But that's a thing, too. So, like... I wonder if oh, we'll Havoc see is on the X-Men, like on the actual X-Men team. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I haven't read main title X-Men, to be honest. He, so He will yeah. probably show up as well. Um, you know. Yeah, like, but they're like, it was weird, dude, because like when I was reading, like when I saw their interactions together, it was almost like he was obsessive over her. It was weird because I never seen them interact, really. And it just came out of nowhere. Others, is the best of all the Marvel or of all the Summers brothers. Like in terms of like the most well-rounded, the most not piece of shit. Um, <laughs> that's a low, that's a low bar to clear. When your brothers are Gabriel and Scott Summers. Yes. But while <laughs> Gabriel Summers is actually batshit maniacally insane, Scott Summers is just an asshole. So, yeah, man. I'll try like while we're like doing talking, I'll try to find like pictures from like the comic, just so I can be like, hey guys. I just looked it up, and the only thing it says about Madeline Fryer on the site I'm looking at is that her only partner 
is uh, uh, chasm. <laughs> it's like part of the I'm like, oh no. Tell me, Ben. No, imagine that baby. Imagine half clone of Peter Parker, half clone of Gene so Grey. To be fair to Ben, at, remember at the end of the last ASM, uh, Ben had a bit of a, a mental break when it came to uh, both his creation as Chasm, um, as well as like, you know, he felt kind of like Peter abandoned him in that, uh, what that like weird science, you know, shadow government science uh, building to get eaten by antimatter molecules. I don't know. Hmm. They're weird. So. So yeah, that was ASM 13 leading into what I hope to be a really cool event. I'm excited. Like, dude, I'm, I didn't know Venom was going to be part of it. And again, Venom's one of my favorite so I'm, Yeah, It's going to be really oh, cool to see what, he, he's a, what he's a part of. Like, why is he there? But we get um, why, but like, you know well, what I mean? It's going to be cool to see how he gets Probably there. because Venom's been doing really good for a really long time that they're like, it's time to backslide, Eddie. <laughs> uh, okay so like that's my question though is like is it king in black venom yeah 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 no i'm yep. saying like in dark web is it king in black venom because if yeah. so that's a problem um i know we uh we kind of touched on like thor a while ago um like thor after post uh banner of war but like so Venom shows up there, um, but it actually turns out that it's a Venom from the future who like uh-huh. came back to try and like, still as the King of Black, came back to try and like gain more power to stop a cataclysmic future. But you know, in that classic kind of, this maybe might've turned him into a villain, uh, maybe might've turned him into a villain um, in the future. And now we have, you know, still present day, not a villain, King and Black Venom. So, so it'll be interesting. Have, so here's the thing. Uh, actually, I I could talk about that because I just read Venom 13, which is yeah. the, it's called Spinning the Dark Web. Um, uh, warning. Uh, this comic... Uh, is is ridiculous. So if you just pick this comic up, you will have no idea what's going on, and I am not going to help you. I will give you one piece of information. Eddie Brock is a god right now. Oh my god, where do you even start with that? Yeah, you do your own research, guys. Yeah, you're on your own. Uh, Eddie Brock... Hold on. If you want to do your research, go ring in the read the King and Black event from the end of last year. Was it? I think. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. I think you also need to read like all of Venom's previous series. Like no, all we're, that we're too. Talking, we're just talking about like if you've kind heard of how he became Null, a god. If you've heard of No, yeah. that's now Venom. Specifically, yeah. Eddie Brock Venom. Eddie Brock is now. The Even god though Eddie, of the symbiotes. Yeah, I think Eddie Brock's like actual body is gone now. Like he it's, is yeah, just it's all some symbiote. Kind of magical space 
bullshit. Yeah, but we is. also need to say there's also the Venom symbiote with not Eddie but his son. Like it's a whole other person as well too. It's not the same. It's the same symbiote. Same symbiote. Yeah. I'm saying, but it's with his son. So yeah, when it's the there's this Venom, there's King in Black. Yeah. Different Which is why we just got a, a a future version of it. Um, why do you think with... I said I'm not explaining? This is no. We're, we're done. Going... We're done. Eddie Hi, is heist. God. Eddie is God. Now you understand. A God. He is a God. This entire comic is Eddie fighting against other symbiotes who have evolved past the point of needing hosts, but still aren't a God for no yeah. reason. So we're st- we're led to believe throughout this entire comic. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why is the god of the symbiotes having difficulty with other symbiotes? We don't understand that. Uh, we don't know, but we know he's having difficulty fighting off symbiotes. Turns out there are also goblins. He's fighting not, symbiotes not and Norman. goblins. Not nope, Norman Osborn goblins. goblins, actual like fantasy goblins. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The entire time, Eddie, who is who basically looks like Spider-Man in the black suit right now. His king, like when you see him in King and Black, he no longer looks like Venom. He looks like a Spider-Man, like a black suit Spider-Man, but with wings. Um Eddie is just like trying to figure out how to save his kid and the original symbiote from some time stream bullshit. It really can't stress how ridiculous this entire comic is for somebody just picking it up. Um, he's just looking for answers. He's looking for answers. He's he's slapping monsters around. Other th- he makes a shield, a Captain America shield out of the symbiote because he can do whatever he wants because he's a god. And uh, at some point, towards the end, Madeline Pryor shows up. She says, hey, I think we can help each other. That's it. That's the entire... I wish I was being intentionally obtuse. But here, just to be a gift, a gift from me to you, I'm going to read to you the the you know that random catch up text they put at the beginning of an issue yeah okay i'm going to read that to you and if you are like oh that explains everything then great but if you're like me after having read that being like i have 5000 more questions now you understand years ago eddie brock was a reporter whose career was ruined and he contemplated ending his own life but he found a kindred spirit, an extraterrestrial parasitic alien called a symbiote. The creature bonded to him, and the two were joined. Together they are Venom. Recently, after trying to expand his abilities, Eddie Brock's mind became dislodged from his body, and he awoke within a symbiotic form in the Garden of Time. A blossoming paradise at the end of time itself, the garden is what's left of the physical bodies of the galaxy's symbiotes, and is inhabited by those kings in black, who reigned after Eddie, led by the enigmatic Meridius. But the garden is not the haven it appears to be. No, I'm not done. 
desperate to return home to reunite with his son, Dylan. Eddie has struggled to re-enter the time stream only to find himself held back by forces beyond his understanding. But now that force stands revealed as Meridius himself. And more than that, the truth about Meridius and all of the kings in black, black, in black has also come to light. They were all always Eddie Brock. Do you understand why I've been as curt and as short regarding this comic? Because they're like, fuck it. Figure it out. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for reference, uh, Meridius is the uh, venom that shows up in Thor to help Thor with his problem before revealing like he was just there to kind of create a symbiote, symbiote version of Thor's hammer and then poof back in time. And Thor said, no, you're not doing that. Um, and, and then they fought. So Meridius is Eddie Brock. Yeah, is Eddie Brock. At the everyone same is, time. Everyone is Eddie Brock. Oh, it's, yeah. it's Brock all the way down, man. So you'll forgive me for being a little curt with a very ridiculous premise. And as you already both know, I fucking hate time travel. So. um, uh, Hey, so just because to go back on the whole Madeline Pryor and Havoc thing, I did do some research because like, I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense. When did this even start? Cause I, I found it in the middle with Hellions. Sure. It actually goes all the way back when Madeline Pryor first became the Goblin Queen. Right? Like, so Madeline seduced Havoc into an affair. Havoc's like, cool. So when she turns evil, he's like, I'll just be evil too. And he becomes a Goblin Prince, which I did not know. Because like, I, I never read that storyline. But um, that, I thought that was kind of interesting. So maybe that will affect something since he is part of the X-Men right now. And we'll see this event come up. You think um, Madeline Pryor is going to show back up and both Scott and Havoc, you know, Alex are going to be like, no, that's cool. Yeah, it's just interesting. Like, I love when I find like this stuff right here and be like, I wonder how this will interact later. And I'm like, that's probably not good. (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't know. The last the last panel is. The worst drawn Madeline Pryor, like the most unfuckable Madeline Pryor I've ever seen, uh, talking to Venom, uh, and just like, hey, I think you might have something in common with a friend of mine, and we can help each other. Uh, I'm pretty confident the thing you might have in common with a friend of mine is fuck Peter Parker, and I think we can help each other. Uh, fucking Peter Parker. I think, like, I, I'm fairly yeah. confident that's what this setup is. Like, hey, do you want to fuck up Peter Parker? At which, let's be clear, Eddie Brock does not want to do. Eddie He's Brock, like, nah, man. Eddie Brock and Peter... I'm past Eddie, this. <laughs> yeah, Ed, Eddie Brock does not fear or have any problems with Peter Parker and has not for a great many uh, uh years. Because he's been like, yeah, you're kind of a dick, but, uh, I got my own thing going on. And uh, it's more like if I saw you at a party, we'd be on different sides of the room. So I don't know. And he's on his own. He's on some own Dark Carnival shit. Like he's trying to do his own stuff. So like, I don't, this is a very weird, hey, how do we get Venom in here? Wow, just use this hatred of Peter Parker. He doesn't actually hate Peter Parker that much. If anything, it's the opposite because Peter hates symbiotes. 
He's like, because like, uh, do you remember? It was the one where car. It's the the carnage uh, event happened a year or two ago. I remember like them sitting in a diner, and he just being like, "I hate symbiotes," and he's just Eddie Rocks is eating a burger with Peter's. Like, come on, it's not that bad. Like, <laughs> really, asshole. To be fair, a lot of symbiotes are shitty. Yeah, like I All right. get it. Name six of them. Uh, Don't name Lasher, them. You're good. Venom. Lasher, Tendril, Hybrid, Carnage, Ant- Toxin, Anti Venom, um, Scream, Scream. Thank you. Um, um, Riot, Phage. I bet you can't um, name eight more. <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet you I fucking can. <laughs> I pull up a tab. No, I'm not even. I haven't even touched my mouse, bro. I'm going off the top of my head. Uh, because they start. They have the same fucking garbage names. Like they don't change. Yeah. It's like, all right, okay. What sounds see. edgy and bad? And yeah. that is stop. That's like, too real. Yeah. <laughs> I no, love symbiotes. Because I'm gonna hit you with no. other ones like Finnegan, Wild. Like there are so many gar bedlam. Fucking like there are yeah. so many garbage symbiotes. <laughs> Name eight more. Is that like the Family Guy where they're like, oh look how original a song written after a girl? They're like name ten. <laughs> he's like he's like Darwin, Zoe, Kath, uh, Carrie Ann, like all this. Stuff. Name eight more. Like <laughs> <laughs> Josie, Josie, Jenny from Maria. the Maria. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Maria. Um, see, I'll do that a lot in like when I'm in school or at work. Like someone will just prove me wrong. Like I bet, like, I bet you can't. I bet you can't name the ten more. And they're like, what? <laughs> Vinny's like, just yeah, out gonna... here in life gatekeeping everyone from their, uh, you know, <laughs> hobbies. He's like, nah, nah, you can't enjoy that. It, it'll be like over something you, small. I bet I love, you walk like, up to people. every every person wearing like a band tee and you're like, I bet you can't name three songs. And it's just it, like, fuck off. You can lie to me because I, I don't know music. I don't. No, that's fair. Like, I don't, I don't gatekeep. But I do I like, I like gaslighting. <laughs> gaslighting is made gaslighting's up. Not re- gaslighting's not, not real. real. You, you made make- it up because you're fucking crazy. <laughs> Dude, like, uh, I'll, like if I see like a Patriots fan, like I'm not sure if you guys are football fans at all, but like I'm, I'm a like, big Giants fan, so there is, yeah. I'll I'll be like name six players in the Patriots, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, like Tom Brady, like, eh. Tom it's Brady. always like it's always like Tom Brady. I don't know, Tiger Woods, Larry Bird, like this. Wes Welker, oh. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that is straight gatekeeping. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That what is I just the said definition there, of gatekeeping. I gave yeah. off names from uh, golf and basketball. Yeah, we know. Okay. I'm not uh, sure. Like, you're still gatekeeping. Tony like, you're still uh, gatekeeping. I went to regardless. high school with two people who won, like, like, Super Bowls on the Patriots, Devin and Jason McCourty. Like, no, I know plenty of people on the Patriots. Yeah, but the thing is, like, as soon as they, uh, if anyone's like actually names, I'm like, I bet you can't name the rest of the roster. Yeah. And like, and then I just walk away. Yeah, who's the fourth string quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like, that's what I, I, I thought. Don't know if I, you realize this, you just described gatekeeping. Is that gatekeeping? <laughs> that's gatekeeping. Well, I do, gatekeeping I do both. Is gatekeeping. <laughs> 
gatekeeping is when you you're you don't let someone enjoy something because they they haven't passed an arbitrary bar i don't like mm. gatekeeping in general because like i don't i want people to enjoy things i do something called lane checking if you say something like hey i really like venom i'm gonna be like awesome venom's a really cool character and then if you like fine if you're <laughs> name like, me yeah, six venom's... comics right now yeah, yeah, <laughs> just you're like, like you're like <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Like that's awesome. If you're like, yeah, Venom be is the best class? symbiote or the strongest symbiote, I'd be like, ah, let's not say anything we can't true. take back. Technically true. Yeah. No. You can't say as the king of symbiotes, he's not the strongest symbiote. I can't oh, Venom. Eddie Brock is the is the king of yeah. Brock, not it's Venom. Venom symbiote. No, um, Eddie. Eddie Brock and the and the Venom symbiote are now one. Like no, no, they're not. Are they? The Venom's no, yeah. the Venom symbiote. I thought Venom symbiote was Dylan. Yeah, with Dylan. That's why Dylan got the Venom symbiote because Eddie became a symbiote. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> it's, you're right. It's weird. It's weird right now. <laughs> yeah. But, again, um, again, I don't, I don't feel bad for you not knowing that because it's a no, thing, ridiculous no, thing. Not right. No, it's it's a no, weird thing. Right. I forgot about that technicality that like even though Eddie Brock still goes by the name Venom, the technical symbiote is Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock and not the Venom symbiote. No, yeah. I'm that's on me. I'm the asshole. But like, but again, that's the difference between like gatekeeping, lane checking. Yeah, and you're like, but even that entire conversation is a perfect example. You learn something from that. Your knowledge and your enjoyment of of the symbiotes and and of comic books is now more fortified because something that was incorrect has been corrected positively. And I go like, oh, that's really that's that's different. I didn't even know that. As opposed to being like, oh, you like Venom? Uh, what issue was this, 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 and this? Like, who fucking cares, man? I'm not I'm not here for a fucking test. Okay, it's, so. Uh, to say face real fast, I don't gatekeep because I'm serious about it. I like to gatekeep because okay. I'm bored. Oh, I, I I gotta make sure I say that. Like, I nobody, gatekeep because I have nothing better to do. Nobody listening here thinks you're actually doing it. I do. All right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think that, that makes sense. Me. I just wanted to be antagonistic. Yeah. No, this very clearly was just a trolley thing. Oh yeah, um, I I just get bored. I was like, I'm just gonna mess with them. Yeah. But, but because like it doesn't matter like gatekeeping is like but the problem is is that random people don't know that about you and so there are a bunch of people who are like what a fucking asshole like, i hate this guy <laughs> like like i play i play magic the gathering right card game um name it five magic cards go Dude, uh, Thrag, name Tuss, five Sun types Titan, dead eye navigator death shadow blood moon just the five tony i was really moon. hoping you would just go island mountain plain swamp <laughs> forest no that's um, what i was setting up when i said name five magic cards because it's like that uh one meme with zoe de chanel and um uh adam sandberg from name, uh, name Brooklyn nine <laughs> yeah or name three <laughs> things and they're like crap i set the bar really low <laughs> so yeah um, but like I play magic, right? So I don't like if you're like I really like magic. I'm like that's awesome. They're like, yeah, I have this goblin deck. I'm like, oh sweet, right? And then I look at it and it's just fucking dog shit. I'm not gonna be like, it's like seven goblins, deck? yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be like, Mal, you have a really shitty goblin deck. Kill yourself. I'm not gonna say that to the person who's excited about magic. But if that person comes in like, yeah, I bet you can't beat me. I'm like, all right, well, 
cracks knuckles. Even then, even then, let's see how this works. <laughs> even then, that's not lane checking. That's just like, yeah, I bet that person like might maybe still might even had fun. Like lane, uh, I guess in that example, the lane checking would be <laughs> stay in your lane. Uh, yeah. If you're new to something, there's no there's no shame in being new to something, and there's no shame in not having a depth of knowledge. The second you start pretending, oh yeah, you better back that shit up. That's that's what oh, I have a problem with. Yeah, because like in a lot of stay in your way. Stay in your. In a lot of things, even when I'm new, I'll be like, yeah, fight me, knowing full well. Like, I'm going to lose. Like, I'll pick up, like, a fighting game, and I'll be like, who's the best person I know? I'll be like, I'll kick your ass. And, like, hard knowing I might not even land a full hit on them. Like, Josh, you and I do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, me, and Matt are constantly lane-checking each other over stuff we know the other person knows. This is so, our daily routine, man. It is. <laughs> but... It's it's the difference between doing something because you're you're you know the the jealousy like no it's mine like I don't want to lose yeah it's don't mine touch my I'm, I'm a fan of this like well there are no gamer girls man yeah, yeah right yeah, incel like it's the same thing like when people like I complain about She Hulk but I I try to make sure I'm like listen guys I hope you enjoy it and I'm happy you do. One of my one of my regulars from stream is like, man, I just fucking love K-Plix. I don't give a shit. That makes me so happy to hear that because I am a fucking like cynical piece of shit. So I don't have that. Like, I wish I could have that. I have to be super high to have that because I see things and they just kind of like, bing. it's like that knowledge ignorance is bliss moment. And I don't mean ignorance in a bad way. Like, if you don't know something is bad, or, or if you don't know what to look for, like, it's mm -hmm. so much easier to ignore it. I can't ignore bad storytelling because I've learned from very good storytellers, and I've been criticized for my own bad storytelling so often that now it's like, no, I, I understand the difference between, po like, fun and good, or, or popular and good, or... Or something like that. And it, it kind of ruins a lot of stuff for me. So I don't try to ruin other people's experiences. But I also won't let someone be like, She-Hulk was a phenomenal series. I'm like, oh, come on now. It was a phenomenal series, Tony. Why are you lying to yourself? Oh, don't even say that. It was I, an enjoyable. It, it was an enjoyable series. I don't think it was phenomenal. We, only, we trust me. We had our conversation about She-Hulk. Uh, I enjoyed you know, it. I told last, you. Yeah. But I ended up the middle is the best part. No, yeah. the end was the, the best part because the, no, the I end was the moment the, they were like, I oh, hated yeah. that. I like the like not quite the middle, but like after the middle, like right up until the end, like everything from like Madison to Daredevil, um, um is basically where I think She Hulk was in its sweet spot. I liked episode three to the second to last. The last episode was so bad for me, but like if, uh, dude, that last I we weren't I wasn't there when you guys talked about it on the podcast, but like, not a fan, like at all. It was just like, I like dumb, but it was just too dumb for me. You we know, we had a blast. It was yeah. Maybe I need to like smoke some weed and watch it again. Yes, 
Yes. But like, I think smoke some weed. <laughs> you want to know what it was, Vinny? I thought it was all the stress of an impending baby coming that you're like, man, just uh, I gotta get this baby's gotta be here. And then, um, you know, you just couldn't enjoy anything. I was just like, at least I have She Hulk. And then, like, that episode came out and I just lost. I like flipped my PC over. I just screamed. And I just left for the day. All true story. <laughs> Bomb the Planned Parenthood for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually in a federal prison right now. Part of my deal for admitting it is I actually get to be here once a week and talk to you guys. Yeah. That's Did why I didn't read comics. You want to know why you probably got that great deal? Because you had a great lawyer like She-Hulk. Josh is hurling goblin bombs. Ugh. Pumpkin bombs. This is what I do. This is what I'm best at, singers. And, just, uh, just bad quick, singers, you fucking animals. Quick quips. Quick quips. So quick gross. Uh, that was All the right. three major things that happened this week in foreign comics. Uh, any other any other things on your pull list that you think um, uh, worth reading? Uh, pull list, yeah. Captain America number six um, was definitely super interesting. Bucky becomes one of the star points in the outer circle. He takes the place of revolution, and that's going to kick off next week with uh, a captain america and winter soldier number one and again remember all of this is leading towards uh, a big event in the spring with captain america cold war so captain america number six if you've been following along with that uh, definitely recommend pulling um ghost rider number eight if you've been following along with that uh which is a pretty good series a lot of great visuals a lot of great horror pull um and then uh, Fantastic Four number one. Yeah. But, uh, cool and... cover. Cool cover. Garbage story. Oh. Garbage so story. No. No. It is a garbage story because it is burying the lead so yeah. much on yeah. a, fi- a great final two pages. I'm gonna um, spoil it because you have to. Yeah. Because if you if we tell people you gotta see Fantastic Four number one and they read like the first five pages, they're gonna be like, fuck these idiots. Yeah. It is it, it's a fine story, all right? It's Unsubscribed. Fine, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a class, not a number on. one. It's right? a classic, like Fantastic Four kind of like flavor Dirt. of the week story. Yeah, yeah. Like one of those like 1960s. A town is caught in a time loop. How will the Fantastic Four help them? Like yeah. the, one of those stories. So, but it's just it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's just, just ben, ben and Alicia who has changed race more than Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Wait, hold on. She really changed? She's like a uh, redhead originally, right? Yeah, she's, she's a, a back to her redhead. She's back to redhead. Yeah. But she was a redhead um, in the she, last series, I thought. She's been a lot of things over the last 20 years. Um, Anyways, not important. It doesn't matter. The last page, Josh. Uh, Reed Richards blows a hole in New York City. Yep. Or yep. Did, had, had previously blown a hole in New York City. And it's heavily hinted at that this hole or this explosion 
killed Ben and Alicia's kids. What? Yeah, so the whole reason why they're on this schlocky, schlocky trip is because they're trying to get away. Like, not get away. Like, they're trying to, like, get away from, like, New York City and their troubles. And, like, you know, in their grief, they're like, we just can't be in a place where our kids used to be. And they, like, keep dropping hints that, like, because, you know, they're parents at this point, And you're like, why are they on this trip without their kids? Like, you... You know, like not that parents can't take trips without their kids, but every time they bring them up, they're like really, really sad. And then they go through this stupid story and they kind of get to the end. And then they're like, yeah, we have reason more than others to hate Reed Richards right now. And then it just cuts to a scene in New York City with a giant crater. Baxter building's gone. Yeah. Like they're talking about. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hold on. All right. So I like I stopped watching reading the original, not the original, the previous Fantastic Four run after this like this is a new start. A new issue run. twenty. Yeah, yeah. This is the exact uh, but, same start as ASM. But when yeah, did they have a, kids? Uh, they've had kids for a while now, two, right? Two or three years they've had kids. Yeah. So that's not issue twenty. So it must have yeah. been like as soon as I stopped, they had kids. Yeah. They have kids. Uh, I think they had a boy and a girl. Um, they had twins? No, I think it. they might have been different ages or something, but like they might have been like Irish twins. I don't know. Um, I am so lost. I gotta, read, Irish yeah, twins. I gotta read this explain again. Explain Irish twins uh, right now. Irish twins are when you have a baby and then immediately after the, uh, you know, the girl gets pregnant again and then like the baby is born like 10 months after the other baby. Like... Irish twins. Um, I've never heard that expression. You never heard that? It, no, I've believe. never heard that expression. But like, I if you gave me a million guesses, that would have been the first one I made. Yeah, it's it's like, it's, it's a it's a. Um, I thought I was being a stereotypical person when you said that. I was like, no, explain is, what that means, because there's no well, way it means you fuck so often. That the babies yeah, it, are still born is. in the same year. Like, it is. No, they're not still born. No, no, still, still born in the same year. As well, oh, in yes. addition okay, to. Okay, I was like, hold on now. We're not talking dead babies. Um, like, Can God. We? No. Well, no. We're talking about dead kids. Thank you. Um, because, yeah, so basically they're reminiscing and, you know, they're talking about their relationship with the Fantastic Four and Ben is obviously... Uh, still angry and then he just goes yeah I do too and after what Reed did to New York I don't think the rest of the world will be forgiving the Fantastic Four anytime soon either and then yeah just a um, still smoldering crater mind you like it's not just a crater it is still on fire um, yeah it really so. did ASM warn us yeah and I even thought, like, is this the same crater from ASM? Nope, that was in Pennsylvania. Like, that was in yeah. my immediate memory of that. Uh, like, but it's a really if you cool look, cover. if you look, like, it's right next to the tree um, that is the Krakoan Embassy in New York City yeah. as well. So uh -huh. there is a lot of uh, interplay that is happening here. Do you imagine if... Uh... Like this, ever since that incident, and it shows the exact same crater Spider Man in Pennsylvania. 
and like they just ripped the same picture out of laziness. Spider Man's very small in the bottom <laughs> corner. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on. Something's uh, wait, not how did right. We do that? Um, which would <laughs> we'll also tell you why, after uh, Dark Web. Human Torch went to talk to him, and he was like, "Leave me alone, Johnny." Uh, but no, that's <laughs> that, that's too much ever. Um, also, I was this many days old in my life when I found out that uh, at the bottom of these very common, like named stories, like the Fantastic Four, the Invincible Iron Man. Amazing Spider-Man. There's a phrase called LGY and then a number. Uh, that's that's the total running count of the uh, of the vault of the series. So this is Fantastic Four six ninety four. This is Legacy six ninety four. This is the six hundred. I would have thought there were. I would have thought there were more Fantastic Fours. I'll be honest. There, like, nah. there may have been more something like that. But, but I guess this... in the Fantastic Four, just and then a number series, this is 694. Like yeah, how we got to. We're about to get a 700. Oh, now classic? I mean. Classic. Yeah. They yeah, because we're on. At the cover after three. Which is I think 650 was uh, Ben finally getting married to her, uh, to his wife, to now wife as well. Been. Yeah, I think 650 was that one because I bought that just because it said 650. So, um, oh, one last thing that I love about this Fantastic Four is they have um, the four guiding lights of the Fantastic Four. Rule number one, the Fantastic Four are fun right after the massive crater in New York City and Ben's <laughs> kids being dead. <laughs> I was like, um, writer buddy, you might have um uh you know missed the mark on fun. Our definitions are fun are not dead children and, and a catastrophic event that makes the world mad at you. So I, I'm being a little overly critical on it because I love to. I love the Fantastic Four stories; like they've always been great. Uh, I'm being very critical, but they really did get me on this one. I was like, "This story's boring. This story sucks. Why are we just doing Ben and Alicia?" Also thought oh the my thing. god, Reed, you piece of shit! <laughs> I was like, "How are we gonna start a Fantastic Four story with just a Ben Grimm road trip uh, solving a time loop?" And then I had the exact same thing. I was like. Uh, uh okay okay so that that's where we're going i did not expect that bravo good on you so um that's a big crater yeah so i just i'm i just pulled it up that's a big crater yeah, i told you it's the baxter building it's all gone man it makes uh, uh it makes uh peter's pennsylvania crater look a little small yeah i yeah. think it, i think so he took out like <laughs> multiple city blocks in new york yeah um, yeah Dude, that's like 10 9-11s. 9-11 times 100. Second Fantastic Four is 9,100. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, so... Uh, I don't know if this is a poll, but I mean, definitely if you are interested in the Fantastic Four, um, pay attention to this series going forward, maybe. So I will be. So I'll keep you guys. I will be.
the other I know we didn't cover I wanted to bring up before yeah was uh just the cover of Marauders 8 because it's like super chibi adorable uh it's yeah no it's awesome it's got like Dakan who's never around on the cover uh it's got Psylocke and I think Aurora that would make uh, sense there. Which comic yeah. is this? Marauders. Uh, eight. Yeah, those eight. are all mem- current members of the Marauders. Uh, and it's it's awesome and adorable. Like it is, it is super adorable. Uh, just the cover. That's it. No, no other notes. Just a very good huh. cover. I didn't read it. I didn't want to. I don't care about the Marauders. Uh, oh. and- Marauders. The first one was real good. I didn't like this. I don't like volume two so far. Of oh, yeah. Krakoa's Marauders, at least. Yeah, we're talking. I like Krakoa's what they Krakoa. did. They're space uh, pirates. I like. Oh, well, I like the first it. one. I just don't care about the comic. Well, the first story, the first volume for Krakoan Marauders was really cool because it was literally about a uh, sea trade because they couldn't transport the materials through the portals, and since Kitty probably couldn't go through portals anyways for whatever reason, still, um, she was in charge of a ship and like she had her own crew, and they had basically defend themselves from quote unquote like. Other countries trying to take their stuff, and then also they had to deal with like they also saved mutants that were being attacked by these same countries. So it was pretty cool. But then like now it's just marauders in space, and I'm like, I don't care. Space, space. space. That uh, that meme of uh, Tim Curry, the one place where capitalism hasn't touched space. space. uh there the uh end of the spider-verse spider-man run uh with the wasp spider people uh that came out i read it i i have uh i've had bowel movements more uh uh what's the word interesting enthralling enthralling (laughs) yeah yeah, like it was it's not bad. I just do not care. I know what they're setting up. I feel it. I've re- like there's no way this ends with something interesting. This is I I'll give credit where credit's due. What they do is they recycle tropes for new readers. Mm-hmm. So I I I assure you if you really want to know if you're if you're as uh as as much of a nerd as I am on this if you want to know how end of the spider verse is going to shake out uh you can read doctor strange uh i think it's 2015 let me i'm pretty sure it's 2015 what's that one about while you look it up um there was there's a group of people who eat magic okay uh i forgot their name but it's it's a very of course it is name like when i say it you're gonna be like oh yeah okay uh but tony the webs of what the Mm -hmm. empirical oh spider magic yeah uh yeah the empirical are a group of magic eaters from another dimension that that uh, come 
and eat the magic so you can't cast magic anymore. It's Doctor Strange 2015. I bought that entire run, and it was for what it was worth, most Doctor Strange stories are really good, but like it's it's very tropey. It's very why don't we just re- tell this and and before Doctor Strange that was a, a a Fantastic Four story, and before the Fantastic Four that was an X Men story twice in the nineties. It's the same story, and and then they technically did the exact same thing with the incursions. Uh, like it's the same story over and over and over again. Someone from another dimension is going to fight all of this one particular character and his friends and nobody else. They're only going after Doctor Strange. People are fighting magic. So Doctor Strange and all of his magic friends are going to save it. Do you think Iron Man could? No. But aren't they all tech-based? Yes. So why can't Iron Man? No. No. (laughs) That's dumb. Why would (laughs) slaps the writer in the back of the head? How about Thor? (laughs) No. Thor is busy. Doing what? War of the Realms. Why? Shut up. Okay. Um, It's like the, um, did you ever read, it was Doctor Strange, I think 2018, I thought you were about to say 2015. No. Could you imagine if I would imagine if I said 2015 and just gave you the exact same scenario? I would no. You would that would have been perfect. That is something that I would have done. Because I feel trembling from my computer. What's happening? (laughs) That would have been the most I would be shaking mad if you did. No, no, no. All right. But like in 2018, again, all magic's gone, right? Because Doctor Strange says you need artifacts to like run magic, right? It's like a a power source. Yeah, so like, and that's where I picked up. I didn't read 2015 at all, so that's kind of interesting. Now that you said that, that makes sense why 2018 was like that. They ran out, and they literally, out of anything they could have done, they sent him, Doctor Strange, on a space mission by himself with no magic. Yep. To go find more magic. To go find more magic. Yeah, he had to find the magic and. And he he like became friends with like a technomancer, and then they went on space adventures. I'm like, you couldn't call like the guardians to do a quick pickup or something. There's there's not like a space Bezos out there who could just deliver like a vase to you. Had me at going to space to find more magic. But like yeah, dude, like he so he steals like precious artifacts from other civilizations. From other yeah, no, 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 he does. Like he literally just comes in like a conquistador and just takes it all. This is the this is the plot of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is... all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. coming together. So I'm not uh, shitting on it because the story is told competently. Uh, I'm shitting on it fine. because it, it like. I've I've read it a thousand times, so like I mean, there's also you know, a reason why they keep doing it. Yeah, because it's a good easy it works. story. You can tell over eight issues or so, uh, eight to sixteen issues, depending on how long the run is allowed to do. And um, most people don't read a lot of. Co- Actually, let's be clear: most people don't read comic books. Like that's a fact. So then, the people who do read comic books are the people. Who know how to read, so they can't use Instagram. I don't know how to read. I just like the pictures. All right, guys, you didn't have to out me like that. Um, yeah. uh, no. That's the only other two I wanted to comment on, unless there was yeah. anything else. There was plenty of other no. comics. I just 
Like I'm, I'm not talking yeah. about damage control anymore. I've already said you, that um, damage control. I know you probably heard about this, Tony, but like you hear about the doc uh, for, for Josh at least. They came out with a Doctor Doom omnibus. They came out in August. I didn't realize it until like today. So I assume, Tony, you might already have that on pre-order or ordered it already. But I thought it was kind of cool that he has his own omnibus now. Um, wait, the Books of Doom? No, yeah, the Book of Doom. It's all one now. Yeah. It's one giant omnibus. I didn't know about it. I thought it was, I thought it was super interesting. Well, I don't, I don't have it. I knew about it. I just never bought it because I don't need like, okay, it's like it's like ninety bucks, I think. Uh huh. Like, uh, the last one I picked up was Annihilation. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, an omnibus is like a hardcover. That's it. It's like a it's big. Just, it's usually pretty yeah. big for Marvel. Yeah, it's, this it's, one. It's, is like, eighty-five dollars. Yeah, we have trade paperbacks, which are like you know you can go to Barnes and Noble. And you can see like it's basically like the entire Ooh. important part of a story. I picked that I up for up annihilation. annihilation. That's yeah, what yeah. I was just looking because I was like looking on Amazon it's... at the Doom one, and I saw in the recommended um, the Annihilation omnibus, which is Annihilation is one of my favorite events. You can probably guess why it's because it's got Nova in it, um, and it's also very very good. Good, um, it's really good. Um, yeah, Sam Alexander Nova. Uh, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't realize he was over there at this time. That was too soon. Yeah, it's one of the two books on my coffee table. We have a we have a rotation of books on the coffee table. Um, mm-hmm. Annihilation Omnibus is just a really cool looking book. Uh, and the other book that's always in the coffee table is uh, Living Your Life with a Massive Penis. Uh, it's Still unopened. Uh, no, no, we actually have. <laughs> We actually occasionally like dog ear certain pages in the book just so when people come over, they're like, wait, what? Hmm. I thought it was going to be living with a narcissist. And then the, you know, the house game is to guess whose book is it? You know, no, it's a red book. Uh, It's like a very thin red book. And it's just how to live with a huge penis. Uh, And uh, it's it's completely joke. And it's amazing. That one, and I think John. We have another one that's uh, John Stewart's Practical Guide to Racism. Uh, um, again, another joke book. How to talk to your cat about gun safety. Uh, we just pick up all these joke books because, like, the, there's a Barnes and Noble that has a used bookstore. Um, near me, and anytime you find a used bookstore, Barnes and Noble, they get like these weird dot specials where like. A green dot means it's the price on the sticker. Uh, a blue dot means it's 50% off. A yellow dot means it's it's 75% off. And a red dot means it's a dollar. So we just go straight to the red dot books and we're like, we're buying 30 bucks. I have 30 bucks. You give me 30 bucks. Bye. Uh, so we have more books than we do uh, anything else in this house that we've never read. 1,336 but- pages for the Doom Omnibus. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a but lot of Doom pages. I'm, I'm definitely gonna yeah. pick it up. I just the thing is, I already own most of the comics, and I've re- read most of the comics from from the books of Doom. So like, uh-huh. like it's not like I'm gonna be like, huh? I wonder. It's not what new this is information. About. 
Yeah, I, Annihilation I picked up because I was like, I haven't like finished it really. I, I knew the gist of it, but I didn't really go in. It was a really good story. Um, but yeah, that, that it's it's stuff like that that I think that they're missing the mark on. I don't want to go into this conversation. I can talk for this for hours and we'll save it for another time because we have other stuff to talk about. But I like it, I, every time Marvel does something, I'm like, you guys really don't know how to make money with your comics. Oh, by the like, way, the, money. the original books of Doom, like the one from 2006 yeah. on Amazon, $427. Now, what are they grading? Oh. Uh, um. The ratings, uh, most of them are five stars. No, graded. I have mine graded. Oh, graded? I yeah. don't know, man. I have 8.5s. Like, I really yeah. like Doctor Doom. Anyway, uh, uh, all right. So By the way, the comics, yes, yeah, sir. Um, I uh, this is this is random, but you brought up grading. So I have a Secret Wars number eight, which is like the first canonical appearance of like Spider Man in the with the Venom suit, black costume, yeah, with the black costume. But um, I bought it like five years ago for like four hundred bucks, and I looked it up yesterday, and it's so much now. Like it's eight nine. I have a nine point eight. No, but, um, what is the, it's uh, oh, oh price? it's selling between. It's it sells between eight hundred, eight hundred to a thousand now. Yeah, I figured about eight or nine hundred. Comics but then, don't like, up, like a lot, but they do like double as the interest goes up. So like, you hold that for another year, it'll be worth like fifteen twenty uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand another couple years. But um, the thing is though the. The uh, what's it called? The new sand edition is worth like two thousand now. Oh, the with that with the with the barcode. Yeah, with the barcode. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I forget. Well, like I have a, these. And I look them up for now. Then condition new stand edition is fucking absurd. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 very possible that like you get a mint condition delivered to your house because of packaging and stuff like that. It is very hard to imagine that you get a mint condition like that goes through the 15 steps process of like shipped from there to the distributor, packaged separately, shipped to this other place. UPS respecting the shipping, you know, like it's respecting the shipping. Yeah, UPS yeah. not taking a shit on your fucking box. Like what do you mean? <laughs> just stomps on it. All right, and uh, it's ready for transfer. Yeah, have you seen that scene uh or have you seen Ace uh, Ventura when he's pretending to be a deli- uh, you know, UPS driver and he's literally just like punting the package? Yeah. 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 That's UPS, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Like FedEx will at least put the package like the difference between FedEx and, and UPS is they have the same percentage chance of getting the package in front of your front door. The difference is if it gets in front of your front door by FedEx, they put it there. If it gets in front of the front door by <laughs> by UPS, it rolled there <laughs> like it bounced there. They, uh, <laughs> there's like frisbee <laughs> it just falls yeah, into a puddle I, whenever I, I look at like amazon shipping or anything i'm like who's shipping it u.s u.s postal service i'm like it's fine it'll be fine they'll be fine it's fine fedex all right fine no problem uh dhl i'm never gonna see it it's fine uh it's gone forever 
It's in, it's in <laughs> Azerbaijan. I don't, I don't need to worry It's going to be lost somewhere in, you know, yeah, Eastern yeah, Europe with DHL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and, and then it's like, it's like UPS. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like, oh no. Not only am I never, not only is, is not getting it an option, getting it, but it becomes a bomb. Like not, <laughs> like, like it, is it just happens to roll yeah. around in the right chemicals, not yeah. by on purpose, just by chance. <laughs> That yeah. it now is a volatile. It, it's now sweating trinitrotoluene. Like it's just, oh no, how does this happen? What was it? I am um, a book. It was a it was a comic book. It was a book on diffusing bombs. <laughs> the irony. I had a uh, package shipped through UPS once, and it was going to a friend, right? And the g- delivery guy came up to the door and said, "You need to give me ten dollars so you can have this." And it, like I never heard of that, and like I guess the guy just scanned him out ten bucks. Found out it wasn't even a UPS guy. He picked up the package and knocked on the door. I, it just came to my mind. I know it's random, but I was like, I remember this now. Um, is this the same friend that Which you were friend? talking to us about the other day? No. Who uh, no. who got oh Zell scammed? Can, can we talk about that? Like, are you guys cool uh, if we bring that let up? Me finish, let me finish this thought, uh, and then yes, we'll go into that. The thought I want to finish is the comics for next week. Uh, yeah. Immortal X Men Eight, Gold Goblin One, Thunderbolts Four, uh, and uh, Namor the Submariner's Conquered Shores Number Two are definitely high up on our list. There are two comics that uh, kind of are up there. Josh mentioned Captain America and the Winter Soldier special. Uh, I caught Murder World Avengers number one, which I'm already into, and uh, Blade Vampire Nation, because it's a Blade comic, and Blade's cool. And that's the end of that conversation. Uh, that's pretty. We're much getting the daughter of Blade. Uh, not next week, but coming up next year, there's going to be a daughter of Blade uh, comic series coming out. Well, interesting, interesting point. Um, I'm just saying this. This might be connected to whatever's the lead into that. So. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah. Okay, Vinny. Before we start talking about uh, Black Panther, go. Uh-huh. All right. So, for anyone who doesn't know, I need to give you guys a definition first. What is sex torsion? Well, guys, sex torsion is when you send a nude to someone, and then they immediately blackmail you, and they say, "I will send this to everyone unless you give me mo- unless you give me money." By the way, which don't do that. Because every time, they'll just request for more money later. And that's important. Because I had a friend. Well, not a friend. He's like a friend of a friend. And let's call him, uh, let's call him Dave, right? Call him Vinny. No, I don't want that. I don't want that besmirch on me. But uh, Dave gets tricked by this dude. Because it's, by the way, it's never like a girl who's scamming you. It's always just like some random guy on the internet who's just like, it's like, hey. Give me money. Um, he got tricked by a dude to send nudes. And he said, look, you need to send me 
Or else I'm going to send this to your parents, your friends. And like he's like basically found him on Facebook and screenshot all his like Facebook stuff. And, and like. And he sent it. He sent $1,500 through Zelle so he wouldn't post the nudes. And my other buddy, let's call him, let's call him John, right? He goes, Dave, you realize if. You gave him fifteen hundred dollars. He's going to ask for it again. He goes, "No, no, no, he won't, because I already gave him money. Why would he ask for more money?" <laughs> and so, like, instead of like just saying post the news or be like whatever, like, because no one cares. Like, no one cares. Like, oh, if your no, parents, look, a guy's dick. Yeah, exactly. Your mother, Dave's mother's just going to be like, "Yeah, I've seen that a million times." Like, and by down. the way, there wasn't no like. It wasn't like, um, oh, it was a full body picture. You could see his face. You know exactly who it is. It was just a penis. And look, wait, a minute, no wait a minute. Wait says, a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, my name is You didn't Dave. tell me that. Yeah. You oh, yeah. Tell me there was... He paid a 1500 blackmail on just a dick pic? Just a dick pic. With, like, does he have a tattoo that says, nope. hey, my nope. name is Nothing. Dave, like, right there There's on his no thigh? Tattoo. From what I know, he has no tattoos. There's no, like, dick. birthmarks. Probably, I don't know. Like I, didn't, all I know is it was just a normal picture. Like it was like an angle you couldn't see any features that be like, oh, yep, that's Dave. No, they didn't. And he still had the audacity to be like, here's fifteen hundred dollars. So John, right, my other buddy, he works for an ACH processing company, so he knows like what to do in these situations when it comes to like people scamming you, like to get your money back. And he's like, hey man. Like, make a post on Facebook. Be like, look, you might get, you might get a dick pic. That's mine. Deal with it. That sucks. Sorry, guys. And then like, request through Zelle like your fifteen hundred bucks back because you can do that. He goes, no, I can't. The money left my account. I'm not allowed to have that money back now. He goes, stop. No, it's you can... my punishment. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, you can get like ninety days to get your money back. He goes, no, I don't. It's gone. It left my account. It's it's impossible, and, and he so this man made the post, never got his money back, and it's just like sitting there with just a bunch of regret now. And this is all, by the way, this is like over the over the the weekend, because like I woke up to a post about that, I screenshot it and sent it to my buddy John. I was like, "Your boy's an idiot," <laughs> and then I get the whole story from this. Dave's going to be listening. He's going to be like, what the fuck, man? I told you that in confidence. I'm just telling everyone. So. Well, it's his, you know what? Don't, spend, don't send $1,500 for a dick pic that you, doesn't even show your face or no. tattoo or birthmark. First of all, that's such a ridiculous premise. Like, and you gave me more to hate this man for? Because first of all, if you have ever, ever like, pics. oh, yeah, you sent me a picture of your dick, even if my fucking face is in it. Like, I'm gonna put this picture up. I'd be like, you think people ain't seen my dick that know me? <laughs> I walk around my house naked. I wish I could <laughs> unsee it. <laughs> yeah, it's steered into my brain. <laughs> now you've opened up the floodgates. I'm like, okay, cool. You just entered the subscription service. You're gonna get a picture of my fucking dick and my fucking asshole every single day until you change your fucking phone. <laughs> and if you have the audacity to block my number. Guess what, motherfucker? I'm gonna go Oof. buy it. 
I'm going to go buy one of those no, throwaway just spoof phones. a Google number. Just spoof a Google yeah. number. Like I'm going to buy a throwaway. And I'm going to be like, new dick and asshole pics. Welcome to your new <laughs> life of my dick. Send them. Welcome make a, to the make a fucking Instagram of my dick and asshole. I don't give a fuck. Set up an OnlyFans and then sue them for like, stealing your content. Um, I'll write your name. I'll be like for Jason only. <laughs> right on my dick. Just for Jason only in Sharpie marker so you can sl- like slowly see it wash off as I shower <laughs> every day. Like, yeah, I, I will make, like, what are you thinking? Why? Oh, I don't even. I don't care. So, guys, me naked. moral of the story is if this ever happens to you for whatever reason, just own it. Don't send don't money because they will ask for more. Stranger. No, just here's an easy one. Don't send dick pics to strangers. That's how you get out of all of this situation. Like, well, I mean, the guy thought he was like going to get no, no, nudes back. Like, it was yeah, I mean, still a stranger. Don't send dick pics to strangers. Well, all right. Sometimes the risk is worth the reward. Yeah, do I'll give not. You a one. I'll give you a better one. All right. Hold on. Let me tell you. No woman who wants to have sex with you wants a picture of your dick. Oh, no, they don't. I agree. Dicks but, are not know. attractive. Hold on. No, um, Tony. Dicks are not attractive. I have one. They're not attractive. Don't send dick pics to strangers. That's easy. Easy. You get out of all of this. It's great. All right. I'm going <laughs> to. Hey, now for Black Panther Wakanda. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to talk about dick pics for a minute. We're going to stay on dick pics. <laughs> I don't I don't send unsolicited anything. If yeah, if you know the person and like in real life physically, um and they are like for whatever reason do want to see a picture of your dick, fine. But I'm saying don't send dick pics to strangers and especially um, don't send dick pics to strangers on the internet. I have okay. So, um I'm going I have a different thing. Um, if uh, asterisk provided I'm not currently in a relationship is the is the asterisk to this because if I'm in a relationship, I don't fuck around with other people. Um, unless I'm in that kind of relationship, but then I'm not in a relationship, so it doesn't matter. Uh, semantics, right? If anybody ever under any circumstances says let me see yo dick you're gonna see my dick let me smell like, your dick <laughs> let me smell yo dick no like if you i'm ever, glad that you know that yeah yeah 100 percent, dude um if ever if it's like if you ever ask i will never i will never send an unsolicited i don't even want to offer it's not my fucking business I have a fucking folder dedicated to pictures of my dick that I take for fun. They're all in different hats. Um, they are not all of them, but there's a lot with. There's one with top hat. There's one with a bow. There's one with a. Can we you like beards? And the one, my, my, my the one with the one googly eye is. Uh, uh, really I don't weird. have. I don't have one with one googly eye because I can't get them to stick to the head without like. It feeling weird, so I, I tried. I'm like, oh no, I don't like it. I don't know. It's really weird. I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, like, 
Because you know where I, I don't want to put it on the front side. I want to put it on the fucking frenellum because that's where yeah. it looks like it would work. And it just it doesn't stick because it's like just the anyway. Um, the science that. isn't there. <laughs> My dick is not built for googly eyes. Like I can do like a halibut googly eye thing where they're on both sides of it. That's just weird. <laughs> and I don't think I can get the I don't think I can get the picture. Like I don't think the, the monkfish right where they're it. stacked yeah. on yeah. one side. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <so> I, <laughs> but like, if under any circumstances, I don't care if you're a complete fucking stranger. If you're like, "Yo, send me your dick," I'm gonna be like, "Here you go." What what theme are we going with? Are we going with Sunday brunch dick? I'll just it'll be a picture of a dick with a very tiny uh, margarita next to it. <laughs> or, <laughs> or tired, just, cold old man. Yeah. Or, the only thing that will get me though is if anybody's ever like, show me your dick soft. I'm like, you're a terrorist. I'm not dealing with this. We don't need like, like nobody like it's all right. Thing. Calm down, Oklahoma bomber. Yeah. Like, yeah. Calm down, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Like if, Unibu- you, if you're like, yo, I want to see your dick, in my head, I've been with people who like that. So like I it's not a very common thing, but I do know. It's possible that someone would, especially if you're a dude. Let's be clear. Any ever with, if you've ever been with a dude, I'll tell you, they love dick pics. It's like their second favorite thing. Uh, the first favorite thing, just dicks. Uh, but like, <laughs> confirmed. But it, like, it, it's possible that that works. Like, it's it's possible that someone's like, yo, I'm into it, or or something like that. Like, that's that's possible and theoretical. But the truth of the matter is, anyone who asks to see your dick, show them your dick. You, how often are you asked to show? What are they, what's the worst that could happen? I think Vinny just said it. I'm yeah. sharing it with your. Okay, no, the actually there's actually one thing that the worst thing that can happen. There is one one thing. Um, what's that? The person who's asking you to see your dick is underage. Oh yeah, that's the worst. Oh yeah. god. And, and, and let's be clear. Well, see, hold on. That's if we not go back illegal. To it's just rules. scummy. <laughs> like if we go back it's... to ominous's rule of don't send dick pics to strangers, guess what? You skirt around not accidentally sending your dick pic to an underage person. Like it's a blanket uh... rule for a reason because you get around those issues. It's not saying it's a perfect rule. I'm not saying it doesn't have disadvantages. What I'm saying though is, <laughs> it just gets around problems. It's, One day, it's the perfect society the podcast, rule. Off of the podcast, I'm gonna tell you the story of DJs at Belmar, uh, but I will not be record. This story will not be told live or recorded. I, I won't be there for it either. Nor do I think it. I feel <laughs> you feel like it should be, anyways. Uh, but I Back will tell to being you the story a Marvel of podcast. DJs at Belmar. <laughs> No, no. All right, we are done with dick pics. That's it. Uh, so yeah. moving, moving gracefully from dick pics uh, to uh, the most recent and last Marvel movie of the year, Black Panther: and a Phase Wakanda Four, Forever. and a Phase Four, uh, which is interesting because uh, we'll get to it. Uh, so Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Now, um. This will uh, this podcast will be made available by 
Friday uh, of this week. So just to throw the date out there for everybody before we get started. The 18th? Uh, 18th, yes. By the, it'll be the 17th to the 18th. Um, simultaneously, the same day Pokemon comes out. So what roughly around there. Basically, it's going to come down to how much time I spend playing Pokemon versus clicking upload on a podcast. Uh, it's going to be one of those two days. So it, by that time, it will be exactly one week from then. What I'd like to do, just for the sake of it, is I'd like to spend the bulk of this, the start of this, spoiler-free if possible. Uh, we could talk about like anything that was known from like the trailer okay. or from anything else. Um, we could talk about the pacing. We could talk about uh, scenes, but I, I really don't want to do spoilers uh, if possible because I it's a movie and it's getting closer to the holidays and I do like TV shows you get at best a couple of days grow up movies. You got to leave the house unless you're me. Uh, so I, I don't really want to, to ruin anything. Um, not that there's anything groundbreaking or, or, uh, you know, crazy, but um, I just don't like to spoil it. And I, I just like to keep our spoiler rules uh, in check. So, like, TV shows, you miss it, you miss it. It's on you, you know? Um, movies, I think I like to respect them. Usually, I like to give about uh, two to three weeks, depending on the quality, you know? like. Mm -hmm. um, so, what we'll do is we will talk about this, and then uh, if there's any spoilers, it will come... Uh, at the end of the podcast. Um, All right. Um, well, I guess in that line, let's cover some ground rules. I know that it's been heavily hinted at, but I think for the sake of the movie, the identity of the next Black Panther should just be off limits. Um, I think it's obvious that toys come out. It's obvious. But for the sake of anyone who might not happen to be following along with Legos or anything like that, like the trailer that the, the trailer does not actually reveal. Like, again, I said that it's heavily hinted, but like there's no trailer that comes out and says the next Black Panther is X. Wanda. Like, Wanda. It's 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 Wanda. Um, <laughs> you Wanda welcome, world. It. Yeah, why do you think it's called Wakanda? It's it's just Wanda, but with extra syllables. No. Wakanda. Um, okay. So I accept your terms. <clears throat> yeah. I'm I'm saying this as someone who has seen the movie. Um, if we're just going along with the ground rules of trying to keep this as spoiler free as possible, uh, for this beginning portion. Obviously, once we get kind of past this, um, where we can go into more specific details, we can talk about that. Okay. Because I do think it's it's worth talking about. Um, okay. What do you guys think of? Like I, I like I think the movie as a whole was really good. I think people should go to the theaters and watch this. Um, I've heard nothing but good things, but I've heard like a very few like bad things. But I felt like none of them were really like 
were good cases of why they were bad. It's just personally just didn't like it, you know. Um, for me, I heard a lot of issues though. Like people didn't like the pacing. They felt like it was kind of. The, I think it was kind of like they didn't have to add as much as they did. But I think it was the perfect amount because I felt more invested by the end of the movie. What, what did you guys think of that? Um, so I guess let's start off with that. Um, the movie is long. It is two hours and 41 minutes. Um, for reference, I think the only other Phase 4 movie who, that has been this long was... Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was right around this. Um, Thor was just over two hours. You know, Black uh, Widow, I think, was just over two hours. I think also uh, Spider-Man might have been close to three hours as well. But there was there was a lot uh, in Spider-Man that made it three hours. And I feel like they tried to cram a lot in to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I feel like this airs more on the side of um, Spider-Man, where they just had to cover a lot. So I feel like uh, the, the, length, the runtime was warranted. I didn't feel like it dragged out super long, and I don't feel like they really rushed through anything. So I guess I don't agree with the, the pacing issues. Um, oh, I mean, like, the pacing was more like it was too they didn't they felt like it wasn't as they didn't need to do all this like they felt like they could have rushed through it a little bit faster so i can't a, determine for like what a person enjoys in pacing like that's not yeah. really to say as, but that's the only thing say, i've really heard you know what i, like what I all, can't say is good there is a thing as good pacing and there is a thing as bad pacing those things yeah. exist they are not a matter of opinion. You might have an opinion regarding the scale, like the scope of how bad or how good, but mm-hmm. p- good pacing and bad pacing are part of storytelling. You can have bad pacing and still be fine. You can have good pacing and be terrible. It, it's it's just it's it's about balancing the highs and the lows. For a movie it should travel like a sine graph. Um, there should be, and it could be a lot of them, a lot of squiggles, a lot of waves, or a little, or one really long one, you know? But that's the general flow of pacing. If it feels like there's too much action for too long, it the action itself becomes boring. If it feels like there's not, there's too much drama for too long, the drama becomes boring. That's generally the flow of pacing. There needs it doesn't have to be there could be a lot of action, a little drama, a lot of action, but it, it does always have to flow in some conceivable way. It has to tell the story to the emotion of the type of story it's telling. I would agree that there was maybe I'd say 10 minutes of this movie that I would have just cut. Um, just completely cut. Uh, 100% of Nakia would have been cut. Really? I I thought she was a useless character in this movie. Uh, Um, I would have cut... 
I don't care about end credit scene. I don't care. Oh, yeah, about... no, we're not no, we're not talking about that. I'm just I'm that um was Nakia as a character outside of the end credit scene, which we won't talk about um yet. Mid credit, um, I don't remember. there was a bunch of they're there's only the one stuff with end credit scenes now where it's like but um there's an end credit the scene that is, matters is there's that, one that doesn't like, um throughout the movie yes nakia could have literally been replaced with any other character and yeah, it wouldn't of no like someone still would have had to have been there as like a plot device but that person who is in that role didn't wouldn't have mattered so the fact that it was nakia was a uh poor use of her character um for a story where she should have had maybe more of an emotional impact than she did and more uh yeah okay that's fair they could have like as ton more of her or zero of her i think yeah like so the either like to your point of like what she actually did in the movie could have been any other character. So yes, they should have used her as black Panthers, you know, love interest from the first movie. Like that is someone. And I don't think this is spoilers because this is all in the trailer. T'Challa is dead. Um, that's in the trailers. What? This is not spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, this is this not is this not is spoiler, what, what so, happened to T'Challa? <laughs> it's like well, I, I, that, I guess that wasn't in the trailer, so we'll talk about that later because I do think that was something they did great with the movie, um, which was T'Challa's death right out of the uh, act. No, I'm I, I guess I'm getting into sport. I feel I don't know, um, but the point is, I mean, we all know he's dead. dead. They had to find a way to write him off, and they did a really good way of naturally writing him off without yes. making it feel forced. Yep. That's probably the best way to say it. That's the yeah. best way to say that. Yeah. But um, Nakia should have had, you know, like we got the emotional impact from uh, Ramonda, uh, Chala's mother. We got it from um, Shuri. Mm-hmm. We got it from Okoye. We got it from all these, even from M'Baku. Like we got it from all these characters that were connected to uh, T'Challa. Um, and you would have thought that as T'Challa's, you know, lover, that would have been there. And they had one scene where it was shoehorned because they're like, I think they got to the point, like to Tony's where they're like, oh, crap, we haven't done anything with Nakia as an actual character. Let's give her one scene where she's an actual character. OK, cool. We'll take care of that. And then back to not being a character. And there were places where that scene could have been elsewhere in the movie. I'll put it in a different way. She could have been where Riri was for a part of the movie instead of Riri Williams. No spoilers. Riri Williams is in the movie. That's in the trailers. Yeah. Yep. Um Nakia could have been in like one of the locations in lieu of Riri with like one line of dialogue fix and that could have given a lot of opportunity for her to react and interact in the ways that that she needed to because those were kind of built in 
lulls in the action and the, the pacing. Um, or in addition, not even separate. In addition, she could have been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, they, she was they could include poorly. her more. She was used poorly, I think is the best way of saying it. Exactly. It's not they that the character is bad. A ton was... more or exactly zero, and the movie would have been better for it. And I feel bad. You know, it's I... nothing to do with it's not Lupita Nyongo's fault. She's phenomenal. And no, it's she's not even, she's it's great not even a, a problem with Nakia as a character. It like Nakia as a character has a place in the Wakanda storytelling, and they just chose to ignore that place, you know. Um, that said, so. we just spent about eight minutes nitpicking one of the only problems with the fucking movie. Because that yeah, movie was great. It was phenomenal. <laughs> that movie like, was I was I was praising the movie before it even ended. I was like, cause I, I took a bunch of friends with me to go see it. Right, because I love doing that. Like, I love taking a bunch of people to go watch it, and we all just like to like geek after it after it's over. But like during the movie, I was like, I was just, I was squealing essentially. Right, I sounded like a a fat pig being roasted on a fire for all the cool stuff that was happening. It was such an enjoyable experience, and it made me like, th- like this movie. I would say it made me remember like why it was so cool to go out to the movies and watch these. So watch you know? specifically Marvel movies. I think, yeah, uh, Tony, like, I was talking to you about this. Uh, this felt like the most Marvel movie in phase. So good. Like, dude, like, like the, the, the big fight was so movie of phase four. And I don't yeah. want you to think that I'm clearing. Okay. <laughs> when I say this is the second best Marvel movie of Phase 4, in my opinion, I don't mean every one of the other movies were such dog shit that this movie comes in second by default. I mean, every one of the other movies were dog shit. This was the second only good movie. <laughs> so, like, Eternals, <laughs> then Black Panther, and uh, then, like... Uh. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, yeah. I don't know why everyone was talking about the length of Black Panther. I'm pretty confident Eternals was six hours fucking long. At least that's how it felt. If I had an hour like to I, live, I'd spend it watching the Eternals. I feel like I was trapped in the shower around watching Eternals. You know, there was just no escape. Yeah. Uh, to give people a little bit of a reference, this is currently on Rotten Tomatoes, which, again, um, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But both with... Um, critics and um audience it has an 84 percent um positive rating for critics a 95 percent audience score um the only other movie in phase four that has a better rating on either one is um spider-man yeah, the, by, those two by far have been the best movies. Ninety-five, and the thing that sticks out to me is the ninety-five percent with the audience because audiences have been lambasting Phase Four movies. Like, and mm-hmm. you're right, Spider-Man was a fucking monster of a movie. It was. They got Tobey Maguire. They got Willem Dafoe. Spoilers. 
<laughs> for the for the now almost one year old movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> they got uh, Alfred Molina. They got Jamie Fox, Andrew Garfield, and they wrote a story for Jamie Fox. They got everybody. That movie was a movie that cost a lot of money and was written well to finish a fucking story. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Two hours and 41 minutes. Should have been two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> right? Again, only criticism. Uh, two hours and 30 minutes. It had two fucking people. Lie to me. The whole... Tell me uh... there were more than two people in this movie. Again... Nothing against the amazing actors in this movie. Winston Angela Duke, Bassett. Angela Bassett. It. Winston Duke and Angela Bassett fucking killed. Angela Bassett was going for a fucking uh, uh, an Academy Award that she cannot win because this is a Marvel movie. And she fucking made it. She made a try. She still. Yeah. If, if were, she would have had my vote. Let me just put it that way. There were two actors in this goddamn movie. Letitia Wright, who uh, went from, oh, she did a great job as Shuri, to, oh, she's fucking phenomenal. Dude, she is so good. I was kind of like, I think everyone had that kind of worry with. Yeah. Um, can she do it? Like, yeah, can she hold, like, this big title, this big movie, like, and, like, the cast in general, like, can they hold it without um, the. To the actor for T'Challa, I'm slipping on the name right now. Chadwick but, Boseman. Thank you, Chadwick Boseman. And they did, they blew it out of the park. They blew it out of the park. Like Ryan Coogler did so good, like helping direct this. The actors did this so is... good, the writers did so good. Everyone did so good. Like I love Namor. They did Namor awesome. Like he was getting a lot of crap before this movie came out. Like just about his aesthetic alone, and he killed. I I, I thought he, I thought he looked fine before, but people were still getting on him. There, there gonna, was one requirement. Name, uh, yeah, Namorta. Yeah, he was phenomenal. He um, was fucking phenomenal. But in terms of the weight, uh, for any of the people that were knocking uh, Namor's look, they're stupid, and I'm saying that because there are two requirements for Namor. One, he wears a green speedo. Two, he has wing feeties. Guess what? He was wearing a green speedo and he had wing feeties. Everything else is hey, just looked good doing it. it also, hold on, it's just decoration. When people were like, this dude doesn't look like a Marvel supervillain, that dude, I guarantee you, it was in Watch better the movie. shape. That dude was in better shape than I would say 90% of people who who saw the movie. No, hold on. Not even that. It's like if you say that dude doesn't look like a Marvel supervillain, I say turn around, watch that movie because he is yeah. a Marvel supervillain. Like, oh yeah, phenomenal job. Um, and to the point of like how great everyone else did. How do I say this without sounding bad? You know, in movies, when a character dies, and like you'd be like, man, that was really great acting. Right, like the grief of like the other characters acting. Mm -hmm. Part of what made this movie because it is a theme of the movie of the grief of 
the death of T'Challa, which is really just a placement for the grief of the death of Chadwick Boseman. Like that's what made the acting like feel real and grounded because it sadly was their grief of a passing of a friend, you know? And so I think the way that they writ wrote that theme into the movie was also really well done of like everyone experiences grief in their own way. Um, and that how that manifests, you know, shapes stories of people around us. So I'm going to say something. It's going to be a real hot take. Look, real hot take. I have to watch it again. I will say that. But I think this was a better movie than the original Black Panther. Oh, it was. There's no doubt about I, it. I think it is a better movie. I'm not sold that it was like a better Black Panther movie, but it is 100% a more authentic better movie i, I like i love the theater thinking this movie's gonna win awards you know uh i i thought it was a better movie i enjoyed it more for myself though to be fair like everyone has a different like perspective when it comes to these movies which is fine but to me i just like this movie more because i thought it was more it i it was more stressful to the characters and like it made me feel stressed out watching it and like i just it was just very easy for me to fall like get into the movie you know yeah. I mean, like, so, like, not it to, like, go fun. into, like... W- yeah, yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't go goofy. Yeah. Weird parasocial um, relationships of, like, yeah, none of us knew Chadwick Boseman, but, like, we all, you know, probably, if you're, like, care about this, you liked him as the actor and the characters that he brought to life, even if it wasn't just Black Panther, even if it was, like, him as Jackie Robinson or any of his other roles, like... Uh, he was a great actor. What? Uh, I'm fairly. I didn't know if Chadwick Boseman also played Jackie Robinson, but I'm pretty sure Anthony Mackie played Jackie Robinson. Uh, in 42. Oh, 42. Yeah, that was which Chadwick is Boseman. a movie about is that Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I was like, no, sir, because that is actually my favorite movie of his. Yeah. No, that um, was that was. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't. I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking of the movie. I was thinking of a TV show. Okay. Oh uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I think yes. I know. I think I know what TV series you're talking about. No, I'm talking about the movie. Uh, yes. Forty two. Yes. yes. Forty two was um, awesome. It was. It's my favorite. It's my favorite role of his because more than I am, or maybe not more, but just as much as I'm a Marvel fan, I'm actually a baseball fan. Um. So, but the point is, is like, we all kind of had anyone going into this movie had that emotional connection to it because of what it meant of like, so like, yeah, you, you didn't just go into this, like, aha, this is going to be fun. You're like, man, this is probably on some level going to suck. And I can say at several points uh, that pretty much the entire theater was like speechless because like they were all kind of going through that, man, this, sucks because what this represents right now and i'm not trying to get into any of the like spoiler parts to talk about it but just like man like i could hear the person next to me just kind of like that kind of like shallowed 
slightly pain breathing. The person to my right, same thing. Me, I was like, this doesn't feel fun. But like, <laughs> not not in a because it was an un like a bad thing, but because like it wasn't a fun thing to be experiencing in a good way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So it wasn't a fun movie, and it was no. It That's was, what makes it so a, good. It was a serious movie. Yeah. You could. Can was, you imagine if they did a goofy Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I couldn't. I would have hated it. They 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 did an awesome like display of emotion for what they wanted to do. Because I would have been like, there were some goofy parts, right? Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with like eight line or two. That's like, ha, that is funny. Yeah, they but, were like, goofy parts, but they were like goofy parts because those were just like the natural personalities of the character. Like, think back to like how sure he was in the first movie. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like those type of like that natural occurrence of her personality came through and at the right times. Yeah, it's like this isn't really a spoiler, but like the makeup scene with the Koye. Yeah, between her and Okoye. Yeah, that was just funny. Well, you're natural. You she's like, this is like this is the wrong shade. He goes, no, it's the right shade. And like the other girl's like, I don't know. Well, like, you lied to me. That was like, do you remember in Infinity War, the the there were two sources of humor. There was Peter Quill, uh-huh. specifically Peter Quill, uh, and there was Peter Parker to two Peters. Nobody yeah. else like. Yeah, Iron Man and and Doctor Strange quipped a little bit at each other, but that was banter. It was funny and like, haha, they're both assholes, you yeah, know, kind of way. Like Peter, oh, oh, we're using our made up names. Like, yes, that was specifically for chuckles, for you know, but that movie was fucking sad. Like, Infinity oh, yeah. War was dour as shit. Well, Infinity War wasn't dour until um, the oh, end. No. I would say... Nobody I think the whole movie was they, an act they of desperation. Kept losing. They yeah, kept just, losing, but it, like, those stakes were, okay, we lost this battle, let's go on to the next one, until the end when you're like, oh shit, there is not a next battle that we can go to from here. Like, at the end when they definitively lost, that's when the movie goes oh shit this sucks um like endgame was a dour movie the entire time stabbed twice (laughs) yeah but vision getting stabbed is not like that big of a deal he's got a synthesoid body like it was when vision got killed thanos threw gamora off the fucking but that was by the end of the... That's what I'm saying is like... I'm going to see how many times I can get you to say but to some horrendously sad No, I'm saying that's happened. all part... Vision yeah. getting stabbed by um, Corvus, Corvus wasn't sad. Vision at the end of the movie where uh, Wanda yeah. kills him and then Thanos time rewinds so that he can die all over again, that was sad. But that was at the end of the movie. Um like Gamora dying, that was basically at the last like twenty percent of the movie before he shows up on Titan and then shows up in Wakanda. Like Loki the movie died. was over. Peter, Peter coming to grips with the fact that he had to kill Gamora, and then pulling the goddamn trigger, and it being Bubbles. If you laughed at that scene, I didn't say fucking, I laughed at not it. Not you. I'm just oh, saying, if I somebody wasn't... laughed at that scene, you're fucking retarded. If you you, are, you literally should bubbles. not be allowed sharp objects. 
That was the most emotionally distressing scene. And they all played it. He found the strength to shoot the woman he loves to prevent her from being tortured. And it was for fucking nothing. And he has to live with that for the rest of his life. That he was willing to kill her. And it didn't matter. Like, that movie was fucking dour. That's why I like that movie better than Endgame. Like, that movie was I telling think, a fucking I, story. Yes. <laughs> Infinity War is much better than Endgame. Like, yeah. I remember leaving Infinity War just like, oh boy. Um, I remember like making like like a list of it, like or, like a a list of, like all right who's alive like who do we have what movies are coming where we have a chance to have anyone else for this roster and then feel like Charlie Day it. from Sunny being like where do we go now <laughs> this movie yeah. Black Panther starts really fucking low and it picks kind up a plat- little. Picks Flat. up a little, picks up a little, but it's never, it never lets you forget. Like, it literally never lets you forget. <laughs> like, you're about, like, oh, everything's yeah. going, oh, no. No, not, not, not about okay. T'Challa, just about sad shit happening. Like, you're just like, life. oh, maybe, yeah, maybe something good. Nope. <laughs> well, maybe. It's oh, turning no. around. Everyone's happy. And uh, now they're gone. And then, like, I cannot say a spoiler, but there's one part where, like, it looks like everything's okay, and then somebody just fucks it up for everyone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that yeah. person shouldn't have been in the goddamn movie. That whole thing, I was like, oh, well, I think there's a chance. And I was like, there's no chance now. I was like, there's zero okay. chance. Okay. Um, so. I, I think what I'm trying to say is this movie was fucking phenomenal. Uh, watch it. Oh, yeah. And if you oh, ever yeah. see, if you ever see Nakia on screen, know that you can use the bathroom. Like that is your bathroom break cue. You get a solid three see, minutes. Yeah, you get you, you if you ever see her ever, you could just be like, Oh, it's bathroom time. Also, there's only one post grad scene. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till the end. Bathroom time. Yeah. Uh, uh um so before we get into I guess the spoiler section, if you had to give a movie a rating. Uh, let's go on, you know, I, I guess we've kind of stuck to the A, B, C rate uh, scale. What would you give this movie? Uh, a. Tony? I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, I'll give it a B plus. I, I don't. I wanted to give it a B plus, but it was a really good movie. Um, I just don't know if I'm giving it an. I, okay, my problem is, Black Widow sucked. Shang Chi was okay. Um, Thor was okay. Doctor, are you Shang- trying to scale those? 
Yeah, Doctor Strange. Comparison. Like, are we grading on a curve? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, yeah, I would give it. Uh, if we're grading on a curve, all right, fine. Let's uh, grade it on. All right, here. How about that? Let's give it two grades. If you're grading it just on its own, on its own merits, and then on a curve. On its own merits, it's a B plus. I think on a curve for me, it it's, would it's be <laughs> like very high A minus or very low A, um, you know, somewhere in that range where it's like a 94.45. Right. So, <laughs> all right, let's look at it this way. Can we, we agree with the best? Do we all agree that the best movie of phase four was Spider-Man? Uh, no, yes, absolutely. Why? Why not, Vinny? I okay. So hear me out. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm I'm not judging you yet. I swear to God, though, if you say Eternals, I will hang up and not. No, 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 no jokes. This is no joke. I I really do think this beat, uh, Spider Man for me, and the only reason why is like, Spider Man was really good. Spider Man was really good. But to me, I just I just enjoyed this movie more because, okay. like, at the okay. end of the yeah. movie, but yeah. like when they're the final fight, you know, I'm not gonna give any spoilers, obviously. Like, I I saw this fight happening. I was like, they're gonna kill each other. <laughs> I, that, that was my thought. And I was like, they're both gonna fair. die right here, and to this is fair. the end of the movie. To be fair, I also thought I these also are gonna kill each other. <laughs> I yeah. also I've, I mean, I've I not that's, felt that movie so intense on me in so long. Like I knew like Spider-Man wasn't gonna kill Green I, Goblin. Hold on. I thought he actually was gonna kill Green Goblin. So like I didn't. That, like, I knew he wasn't. He had too much I, support. The the parallels that's between not Ben Riley. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's not Ben Riley. This is also not comic book Peter. Um you know, like the point is is like Yes, I, I see what you're saying, and I, I, honestly, I can respect you like maybe liking this movie uh, better than Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a fuck you, Vinny. That's a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man is a phenomenal Marvel movie. I think like like we were talking about. I, to me, it's up there with like Infinity War, you know, Spider-Man, Captain America, and the Winter Soldier, like the pinnacles of what. A Marvel movie could tell. This has like the ability to Thor transcend <laughs> to just being uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like those are like the the upper echelon of what a Marvel movie can be. This has the ability to transcend more than a Marvel movie. Yeah, and because of the topic of like how do you deal with grief? And then it just happens to be, how do you deal with grief in a world of superpowers? Um, Which you could argue Spider-Man at the end became about that, but that was not the theme throughout the rest of Spider-Man. Whereas with Black Panther, from the start, it is always about how do you deal with this grief? Uh, yeah, that's fair. And like, but like Vinny, another thing really is too, you really got me thinking now, and I can't say anything else. Yeah, and like I had like a wider movie. scale of emotions when it came to watching this movie compared to watching like Spider Man, right? Like, 
you know, I knew what the post credit scene was going to be, right? Like, yeah, I had information from like not just Tony, but like from other people. What was going to be, and I still teared up, right? There was a lot of things where I was like really happy. I was fucking sad. I was like, they took me through all these different like feelings, but and I just think... it didn't feel forced. It felt natural. It made me like enjoy being a part of this experience of watching it. Uh, you know, Spider Man was great. It may ink, yeah, Not, it could be so, for sure. Like, just because I saw the original Spider Man movie in the theaters. In no, so did I. In high, the original Spider Man, like Spider Man. Like I saw the original one. S- Tony or uh, Tony McGuire Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. I grew you up on those. I watched. Theaters? Yeah, I was I a little kid. I watched that. And I watched Spider Man too. He must have been like. I was young. It was my. It was like I was a little kid watching Spider-Man. You were, right. you were five when the original Spider-Man came. out. I know. Right? My dad took me. Oh, when, when did the movie come out? I was born in ninety-seven. Two thousand and one. I was no, four. it might have been. I might have even been two thousand. Um, well, I watched Spider-Man uh, two in theaters. That helps. Well, I know okay. I watched Spider-Man one. Oh, so, you know what? You know what it does? I didn't watch it on release. Growing up, we have this dollar theater down the road, oh, okay. and it played old movies. And my first experience watching Spider-Man was oh. watching as a kid in the theater. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, so so Vinny, you time, were five. By so the six time or seven is when I watched Spider-Man it. Spider-Man movie came out for me. I, I saw had, it in theaters. Yeah. I, I, I had uh, like almost a decade of Spider-Man 90s cartoon, of Spider-Man comic yeah. books. And I'm not like criticizing, like the, I'm not like saying like there's anything. We're not it's gatekeeping. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're lane checking. Just, not I kidding. Think the, no, not even. I think <laughs> I the age mattered because like seeing you had a time to grow. Spider Man was like holy fucking shit. We get to see mm-hmm. a Spider Man movie for me, and Josh is roughly the same age as me. Um, yeah, so just that, a few years of, younger, but yeah. like, yeah, it, it, so like, it's a little bit different, um, because for you, Spider-Man movies were a part well, of your childhood. For me, the Spider-Man movie was an event that from your like, like adolescence end of my childhood, like my yeah. young adult years that mm-hmm. was I had my entire childhood around. That makes sense. I that's understandable. And so like for me seeing them getting Toby and 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 uh, Willem Dafoe back kind of put you know this was the 7th Spider-Man movie? No, 8th. Yeah, uh 8th Spider-Man. Yes, 8th. 8th. Yeah. And like they three, all, two, they three. weren't all great, but they were all Spider-Man movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. this one was the th- this if they never made another Spider-Man movie, I'd be like, fine. You know what I mean? Like okay, if if we never got another like for like twenty years, we don't see another Spider-Man movie. He's just in other movies. We don't get another Spider-Man movie. I'd be like, nope. Story story wrapped up. Like perfect bow on the top of a brilliant attempt Trilogy. to bring together a bunch of different threads from failure 
to create the Phoenix that was. So like to me, it's a little bit more than that. But I understand that. But again, on the other side, you really got me with the last thing you said about Black Panther. And I, I really don't want to say anything more on it until we get to spoilers. But mm-hmm. I do want to go into that. Well, I think I think uh, so. Uh, Vinny, real quick, if you I get you gave it an A, would you give it a higher rating on a curve? Or I don't really think you can curve it since you rate it not only the um, highest, but there's like you nothing think higher. It's the highest and it's an A plus. Yeah. So yeah, I say A plus on a curve then because it's the best of phase four. Of phase four. Okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're. I, I'm just making it like. Just as a reminder to everyone who's listening, like we're just we're focusing on phase four. Just uh okay, yeah, that's reminder. what I was gonna say. Even if you put these two movies, right? What's the yeah. third best movie in phase four? We're all in agreement on Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh no. What do you think the third one is? Shang-Chi is good. I like Thor Ragnarok, but I like goofy oh, Rag- movies. No. Ragnar- Ragnar- Ragnarok. Ragnar like- uh, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. I, I like, like goofy movies. Thunder at four. Okay. Sure. How far is either Spider-Man or Black Panther from whatever movie you put third? <laughs> it's oh, not so a, far. It's, yeah, so it's not far. a hop, skip, and a jump it, away. It's a fucking, no. It's like a. It's like one. This is a two-story two bank, and that's the Empire State Building. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> this like, one's a dirty strip club that no one goes to, and that's Chick Fil A. I don't even know why, but that makes sense to me. <laughs> um. All right, so I think we've kind of covered everything in a non-spoiler sense. So I guess let's should we get into the actual spoilers? Uh, yeah. Just for the record, it is two hours and twenty-nine minutes. Uh, so I'm gonna just say we do spoiler talk in the in the the thing at the two hour and thirty minute mark, just so everyone knows that. Yep. Uh, in the uh in the title, um. So, <sighs> all right. I, where do we like, start? Literally, huh? where do we start with like with, the, with talking about spoilers now? Because like um, it, it was all just there's so much to talk about. We're, so we're not going to go through the entire movie, but I think in terms of spoilers, the biggest thing that we need to address first is the beginning and how they handle T'Challa's death. I think that's a good place to start. Not that we're going to go kind of scene by scene, but like. I had a lot of questions going into this art of like, how are they going to handle this? Cause we all knew it was coming. We all knew T'Challa was dead. It was going to be a question of how do they handle this? And I think they nailed it. Like literally before we even see a single image on the screen, they're already starting with, uh, you know, Shuri's prayer to boss. Please help me heal my brother. He's dying. And then yeah. in the it's course a- of a minute, He's gone. It's the same panic as the opening scene of Infinity War with the distress call. Mm-hmm. Same exact emotion. You're like, you, you sit down, and the movie starts, and you're like, hold on. Like, what? 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 <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, they just went into it. 90 seconds later, we're at the funeral. Yep. yep. Literally, a minute and a half later, we're at the funeral. Two minutes later, we're at the opening credits. In less than five minutes, they manage to uh, address the world's largest elephant in the room tastefully. And as so, the, the, the conversation 
about the death of T'Challa is the framework for the movie, not the plot of the movie. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I, I, I really appreciate how, like, they didn't try to make it into this big, dumb theme. They, he died with some, like, they didn't, they didn't say what it is, but he just got sick like anyone else can and died. Like, you know, yeah. it, it, it mirrors what happened to Chadwick Boseman where like people didn't know he was sick until he was sick. And then by then he was dead. And like, they didn't, like we said, didn't drag they it out. made an allusion to the fact that it was because there was no more heart-shaped herb, but they didn't go deeper than that. Yeah, but I'm saying they did enough yeah. to like make it in realm make sense and not enough that like to give you like stop and think of like, wait, that wouldn't be how T'Challa died. Like he's still a person at the end of the day. Yeah, anyone, he's human. Yeah, um, the heart shape herb gives him. Yeah. <laughs> the, but I mean, like we know that Black Panthers aren't immortal because if they were, we would still have the first Black Panther. You know, like the heart shape yeah. herb gives you all these abilities but it doesn't change the fact at the end of the day he is human at his core you know like fundamentally on at his dna he's not a mutant he's not at this point captain america he has this these abilities which are given to him mystically but it doesn't change his humanity and he dies like any other human possibly could of Sometimes you just get sick and they can't cure you even in the most technologically and medically advanced nation in the world. I um, was very sad. Like, like that's again, what I was talking about. Again. I was sad yeah. again when that I was like, no, not to I knew it was happening, and my stupid fucking brain forgot it for just long enough to be like, no. And going back to what we were talking about, how of like everyone's concerns, like can Letitia Wright carry it? Yep, absolutely. Because the scene is not—we don't even see T'Challa, which I was so glad they do. They did this where like he wasn't even on screen. I was like, I swear to God, if they have a CGI Chadwick Boseman, I'm going to lose my shit. Um, The scene is not—they tell us T'Challa's dying, but we don't see him. What we see is Shuri frantically as one of the smartest people in the world with the most advanced technology and medicine at her fingertips, doing what any other person would do in that situation of, you know, frantically and almost like insanely trying to do something to save her brother, even though she knows that it's probably not going to work. So well done on that opening. Uh, Like I said, there was not a single not sad person around me um, after that opening. Can you imagine someone just out of loop of the whole, like the whole thing of Chadwick Boseman dying? Like, wait, what? Where's Chadwick? (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, (laughs) why is that their voice? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Why are they like droopy dog from fucking Looney Tunes? Why are they goofy? That's a um, voice I make when like someone is, is just unaware of what's going on around them. That's amazing. 
And then the funeral scene was both a mixture of like, this is their custom of like celebrating life, but then also the mixture with like the actual grief of, you know, his sister and his mother. Um, so, and then that, uh, the, the Marvel sprawl, you know, Star Wars has their scrawl, the Marvel comic sprawl, I think. Moment of Silence they did? Yeah, where they didn't even have that. the classic Marvel theme. It was just in silence, and you could just hear. Yeah. That was one of those other things that, like, they just emotionally just pulled me right there. I was like, damn. Yeah. It, um, you know, this is kind of on a lighter note. I thought this was really funny because there was a little bit. So at one point, when Shuri has, like, her AI, I don't even know what the AI's name, if, if he even has a name, right? The the mom of well, the queen is like, I don't like the AI. It's, you know, I don't like, cause like those movies where they like, go all rogue and stuff. And sure. He's like, that's never happened. I remember saying in the theaters, I'm like, Ultron, you retard. Or you well, no, I think, I think that was part of the joke, you know, as I know. I, like for me, I just, I was just like, you can't, you can't just say that. To Matt when, when she said that, uh, I, and you can confirm later. I was, I was watching with Matt. I said out loud, when exactly when she was like, "AI listens to you." It's not like that would ever go out of control. And I said, "Yeah, not in the MCU. The way they murdered my baby." <laughs> I was so, like, you have to understand that I really did enjoy the movie Age of Ultron, um, in its entirety. And I think that they just did enough for me not to hate Ultron. But they I think ninety of my boy, ninety five percent of that was just carried by uh, James Spader being. Yeah, James Spader yeah. nailed it. James Spader was <laughs> um, so good at being Ultron that I'm like, you fucked up my baby. You you massacred my boy. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um. So again, I don't want to like go through the entire fucking movie because I no. spoilers should be for like important stuff, not for like. I I, I really want to talk about the fight scene though. We'll get we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So um, I will talk. About, I want to talk about Riri for a second. Um, I hate Ironheart. Uh, I love this bitch. <laughs> 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 I love Dominique Dominique Thorne. I had to check her age after because I was like, she cute as fuck. Please don't be a child. She's 25. She is real small. She She is very small. But I was like, there's no way they actually got like I I would have noticed if she like she didn't have baby fat, you know, like she wasn't a fucking kid. So I was like, it was like uh, Kamala Khan's actor. Oh, yeah. I like from I can that. No chance. A mile away, you're like, yep. Yeah. Like, that, that's a child. She could not be taller, like an inch taller than like 5'4". Like, I just... 5'4"? <laughs> you were giving her... That chick is five foot even, dude. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Is There's not a snowball chance in hell where she is taller than 5'4". Um, yeah. uh, anyway, so. I was like, she's cute. And then she did a great job of playing a version of Riri Williams that isn't a giant twat. Mm-hmm. So you want to know what like, I think oh, it is? And she, this was an important like thing that I was thinking of in the middle of was like, 
oh, they're going to do the classic trope of like a 15 year old in college. No, they just made her college age. Like, she's just I a think college that, kid. Yeah, I thought I like that how was how she scored that one guy. She's for like, if I built the robot hand, yeah, and did you make the software? Well, no. All right, $1,000. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but she was she was literally that bitch the entire time. Baller. Yeah, like Lizzo, like to the like to the T. She was that bitch. I loved it. I was like, this chick's awesome. She threw a fucking speaker at a Koye. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then she was gonna throw uh, the like rot or the circular fan. <laughs> I also loved when she um when the feds came. And she's like, God damn it, feds. And she started burning her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, five years that. of my life. She's like, God damn it. And she's like, it's like throwing stuff to a burn barrel. She's like, You built an Iron Man costume? And then they show us the suit. And I was like, <laughs> cool, cool. She did not build an Iron Man costume. <laughs> it, it was she, so funny. She built a C Lab 2021 jetpack. It was amazing. Oh, I was oh, so happy. Love that reference. So yeah, uh, she was great. Um, she was, I like the dynamic fun. between her and Shuri. Um, yeah. As like, she was fun to like watch because the whole time she was basically that girl's like, "I'll help, but I really want to go home." Yeah. Um, like we <laughs> said, and Angela Bassett as I think Tony, you had brought this up. Uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about like kind of anticipations and you're like, I hope we don't see any of Ramonda as queen. Uh, has <laughs> like any, any of that changed? <laughs> she played a way better role um, I than she did in the first one. Where credit was due. Angela Bassett um, uh, really really fucking gave a shit. Yeah. She she was like I am going to play a monarch who just buried her baby. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude, the scene when she's in like the UN, I'm assuming it's like the UN yeah. like room and she goes, "Listen, we are wounded, but we are not weak. And like, as is all happening, and they just like take out the people and like, show, like she just drops her fucking fifteen inch cock on the, right table, on the table, right? Just and she's just like, she and she just goes like Wakanda forever, and just walks out. I'm like, oh, oh my god, it was so it good. Was that then she had a little bit of a scene with Shuri that I thought was adorable, and then, um. There was the, she kind of fucked up in this movie, but like grieving mom, you know. Oh, like, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the scene where she's chastising Okoye after she's just lost, uh, Shuri. Uh, she actually fucking owned that scene. Yeah, too. I think she, I think yeah. she did right. I mean, yeah. if she, if, if, if I lost my daughter and my son. She's and like, like she literally hey, said, "Don't bring your her." Husband, fucking betray us too, you cunt! Like she was so she was... bad. She <laughs> was big bad, and I was Dude, like, "I'm mean, like, yeah, I, I would do the same thing." I was uncomfortable listening to her yell at Okoye. I felt like, like it's shame like... 
for Okoye. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry that you. It's a feeling of like when you're at your friend's house and he's arguing with his mom in front of you, and you're just like, I don't want to be here. But the thing (laughs) of it was, was like, yes, the circumstances of Shuri getting kidnapped um, were kind of outside of Okoye's control. Like it was her against like five people, but also like. Koye kind of like brushed it off and like not brushed it off. Like I think she understood the severity, but she didn't understand the severity. I think quite as much as it was to Romanda of like now her only like yeah. yeah, it is not just that. Oh my gosh, was taken. It's I have nobody, and I have no way of knowing if Shuri is alive. Like it would be different if like she's right. She was so, like, right. I guess let's talk about like just that. So um, they go to find Riri because Riri has built uh, a vibranium detecting device that the, from the for the U.S. government, whatever. Um, no, she didn't. She, she made no, MIT. She MIT it, sold it. She built yeah. it for a fucking class. MIT yeah. made millions. But the point is, uh, billions like, moving past and she, that. MacGuffin, and she got probably maybe free tuition. MacGuffin. Um, the uh, Talukans or Talakanians, whatever, the people who are, yeah, um, are also after Riri because they have access to vibranium from the ocean floor, so they don't want to be discovered. So both the Wakandans and the Talakanians are, you know, going after uh, Riri. Shuri is gets kidnapped in this process along with Riri, and then on Okoye's watch. So that's what we're talking about when uh, Ramonda is ripping into Okoye on a new asshole is that it's not like Namor showed up and immediately gave like a ransom note. Like they are completely in the dark. And yeah, ain't nobody knows shit about what's going on. It was yeah. And and Okoye is acting like this is just a simple search and rescue mission of like, I know where I need to go. I know what I need to do to get her back. No, Bitch, no one has shit. any. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, she got sucked into seventy-five percent of the Earth. We do not know where she is. It's not like a you, lake. These dudes travel underwater. We are fuck cityed. Mm. Um, oh, and the, I love the quote: "We have more soldiers than you have blades of grass in your country." I was like, "Ugh, that's a that's scary." <laughs> and oh my god, every time. Ta- Okay, so like I don't want to talk anything about Namor, uh, I- except for the final fight. But just just to throw it out there, uh, they spent the, the correct amount of time on him. Oh yeah, Dude, there was I didn't need more, I didn't need less. It was perfect, and he just did what he had to do. Yeah. And even and at they, the end of the movie, when they're like just okay. talking, like he's like, gotta, nah, I gotta we're give fine. him credit. He like. He runs on air with his little wee wings. Wee feet. Feet. Yeah. He runs on air. <laughs> go fast. I'm like, this guy's, I love him. And I love it, him so much. He looked cool doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He, he, he did not look lame. Yeah. No, at any point. Uh, you looked at him, you're like, huh? He's really just weaving all this, like, effortlessly. He was juking and air sliding. And, like, and I mean air sliding. Like, imagine someone would do, like, a cool you know, like superhero slide on the ground. He was doing that, but in air under like airships and then flipping over them. It was awesome. 
I love when they're like, you know, they reference him as a god, and they're like, hmm, that's not good. That's not a good sign. Uh, for the record, he kind of was. No, 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 he was. The, like, dude, the, he's in. When they found his, I'm not gonna say it, but when they found how to like kind of we, and it was really kind of weak in him, like that, it like it was he was fine, <laughs> like he was. I think he was more shocked. Like what? I'm not at a hundred percent. What is this eighty percent of my power? Um, yeah, the fact that he was like, he was. It wasn't just like it was like oh like a minute he was stuck like that he was he was damaged and hurt like that for a good chunk of the fight and he was still just woofing. Fucking yeah. yeah yeah dude do you remember when the ship blows up and she just goes what kind of forever and as it blows up I'm like oh my god <laughs> I was like what is happening here um, I don't think there's anything else we're glossing over uh, um. I just like I know you said you didn't want to talk about Namor, but uh, I do want no, to bring I don't up. I want to. You can do whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> uh, just like real quick, I think because again, for anyone who knows Namor from the comics, yes, he's from Atlantis. They, it's not Atlantis in the movie in name and everything other fine. aspect of it. I think they did a really good job with like creating that story and that it it worked well and it worked not only just to change that part of the character, but it worked for the story that they were telling. Um, and they had Atuma and Namora. Yeah. Yeah, they added the other two useless uh, fucking Atlanteans. <laughs> I love how they reference Namora. And um, fun fact, I own her shitty first, like her first solo comic. Right, not like the the like fifties version, but like the most recent one in like forty years. For no reason, I bought it like two years ago because it was like a dollar. I was like, huh, maybe this price will go up now. It, has, it didn't. It has gone down. No, right no one's yeah. still no one cares, <laughs> which is yeah, fine. It's... But um, it was it was so good to watch. They, uh... Yeah, I think they and they like his motivation is that classic it's kind of become a meme of like of like someone of like starting out with a supervillain starting out with good intentions and like becoming an actual villain over time and like that's what this felt like was someone who was just he, trying to protect their people and then yeah. kind of lost sight of that no point in time in a way i think he was a villain no, I didn't think he was a villain. At, I thought he was a leader no, trying to do what he thought was best for exactly. A that's what I'm at saying. No that, point in time was I like this guy's the bad guy of the movie. Legitimately, no. never did I think Namor's a bad guy. I um, I watched I love, him murder Queen Ramonda and was like, no, that's reasonable. He and goes, he goes, I'll be back in a week. You better, you better like figure out what dude, you want to do, dude, dude, dude. He done fucked up Wakanda so readily. That with a, everyone with a small in Wak- strike force. Yeah, with like him and like three dudes. Like, yeah, they're like drinking fireballs. Like, you know what? We'll still do this real fast. And then came back to, and he, continued drinking fireball. He 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 fucked up Wakanda so strong that the leaders of Wakanda were like, we gotta go. <laughs> Dude, they evacuated. They created a city just to evacuate. Yeah. Um, go, like, think about this. Wakanda is at the point in time 
the most advanced technology on the planet with i still believe shuri was the smartest human on earth um for what it's worth because we don't have reed yet uh and tony stark is dead i i think she was smarter than tony stark i think she was smarter than tony either probably like yeah like tony's really good at putting metal together like she's really good at technology like alien tech you know uh yeah i mean tony was probably better at things like you know physics and stuff like that um i don't even think that i think he was just smarter all around he did invent time travel i'm just saying oh well he did did he ran simulations he didn't invent time travel he invented an ai that when given all of the data was able to piece together time travel like this was this is not the same thing as him sitting there with a book <laughs> and, and like I, I also think if Shuri tried as well, she could have attained it at some point. You know what I mean? We'll I, when I look at Shuri, I think she was snapped away, so yeah. Yeah, we'll um, never know. Yeah, um, we'll never know. Um I will almost say two Shuri things real fast. Um, I loved how they changed like the name the name more, they're like the more. And it's like for them it means no love. I'm like, oh, that was that was that was kind of cool. Sin no more. Sin yeah. no more. Without love. Without love. Thank you. But it, it was. Uh, I, I loved. That was awesome. Yeah, I that's that just cool. from that's from Spanish. Where uh, you know, where any at sin no more is uh, uh, without more without love. Yeah, and then he said like, and then like you said, he's like, I just shortened that to no more. I love um, the, I love the play on words like that was I like that yeah. a lot and honestly um, yeah I didn't give a shit about like first of all I'm gonna call them Atlanteans do you know why they don't call them Atlanteans because Atlanteans exist in the DC universe so they don't want to confuse us dum dums that's why it is for us the stupid fucking idiots who are like oh I can't wait to see Batman versus Iron Man like okay well you're stupid. But uh, I'm not going to explain to you why that's never going to happen. I'm just going to sit here and let you use your iPhone. Um, it's it's that's the reason they changed it. That 100 yeah. uh, no, like confirmed. That that said, it doesn't matter for all intents and purposes. They're Atlantis. They're Atlantean. They're the Atlantean people. Uh, the fact mm-hmm. that Atlantis is supposed to be Greek irrelevant because i think it works better as fucking aztec i like it way more um i also like think of it like this too if it makes it easier for other people like we call germ like we call germany germany when in reality they call themselves deutschland you know what i mean so it's like they can call themselves something in another country can look at you so exactly like you can be called a different name from a different country or language so like it's not a big deal Let's be clear, America would choose what they're called. Oh yeah. As we met which was, Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> yeah. The uh which was kind of Namor's, you know, fear. Um so Yeah, um, he was think, never the bad guy. Like I'm sorry. No, I don't think he was a bad guy. He I think not even he was, a bad guy. He was not the or a bad guy. There was no article bad guy. He was the no. leader of a people. He was trying to keep in in silence from the rest. Now, granted, 
maybe just maybe killing the scientist was a little shitty like killing the 15 year old or well yeah 19 year old i think yeah uh killing her might have been a slightly unreasonable fucking thing because the the cat's out of the bag as it were like the plans exist um yeah if anything he just attacked the people who are making it yeah well that was his plan remember that's why he originally went to uh queen ramonda and shuri was to form an alliance because that was his plan he was going to preemptively you know strike um before he kind of went off was like they they did a good enough job of of turning him to the dark side i didn't believe his motivation was strong for that but like the movie Mm -hmm. had to keep fucking going and like if he was just there the entire time saying like i'm just defending my people we'd be like go namor which is not something we're allowed to do because fuck namor so yeah uh they did kind of make him a little bit of a megalomaniac but like at the same time they kind of didn't because everything was going to be fucking fine until surprise garbage nakia shows up and kills one of them <laughs> god i hated that fucking character man like i hated well, every fucking to be fair second. she was she was told by um the queen yeah. about all yeah. this and she and she comes in thinking that these people are going to kill like shuri Again, reminder from the first fucking movie, she did not support violence and hated every time it came to violence. She isn't the war dog. That's not who she is. She was the infiltrator. She was the the stealth spy get who worked with the the people uh at the, the first one I think she was working with like the I forgot what the country was. But they were trying to break the slavers um, at, in the first one. In the second one, she moved to Haiti. I'm sorry, Haiti. Um, that one, that kind of irked me a little. But, like, I'm not going to. It, it, Whatever. Uh, and she was there helping people out. And then Queen Ramonda was like, hey, could you come get Shuri for me by traveling underwater to somewhere that we don't fucking know and finding her? Yeah, I got it. Shuri, no, no, wait, stop. Anyway, I'm going to shoot this person. Anyway, so I started blasting. <laughs> so, so I started blasting. Like, I would have loved like, the, the split scene where she pulls the trigger. It's just Danny DeVito and Blackface yeah. shooting. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes back to her. No, no, we, we don't want that. Um, just I, I, just starts I, a whole thing. She was... And I, again, Lupita Nyong'o, phenomenal actress, love her to death, fucking worthless in this goddamn movie, shouldn't have been in it. Um, but so, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on past that because, like, I think we all like, I, I like, I liked her, I think, a lot more than you did the way you talk about it, but like, it's not a big I deal. I hated her. <laughs> yeah, and it's whatever. Uh, what did you guys think? I don't know if you guys, I assume you guys probably noticed, but like the gold and silver on Shuri's suit, I thought it was a cool representation of like Killmonger and like T'Challa. I thought it was really cool. Yep. Yeah. And then, no, I mean, and then um, for Tony, I know Tony's read this, right? I, like, I can't see a world Tony hasn't read this, but like, 
you know, during uh, Avengers and New Avengers, right before Secret Wars, and like it's T'Challa and Namor going at each other and, yeah. and just trying to kill each other because yeah. we're at the point. Go, no, but this, it was a really intense fight for this one because specifically, I think at that point, Namor killed everyone in Wakanda. And, like, uh, Black Panther just loses that it. That was this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, watching the fight from, like, that fight is just reminiscing of, like, that that fight, too. And it was really cool, like, seeing that. I'm like, yeah, you know, between this is exactly Shuri, what I saw. Between Shuri being completely fucking alone, and there's no other way to say it, she was alone. The only person who provided her with any comfort or solace was fucking M'Baku. Right, like oh he yeah, was the, he was the only dude who was like, "I got you." I do like how he's king now. Way to ruin it for he was always going to be king. Uh, oh, I, I, I wasn't sure. I, sure he, I wasn't sure. He sure. doesn't have time for that fucking shit. Uh, I don't, she, but I don't know what they were going to do. I didn't think they're like. You, I thought maybe take it easy. They're like, and she's the queen. You know what I mean? Because um, I also forgot about well, I trial. They, I think they did a phenomenal job of like. She would have gotten her shit pushed in by Mbaku. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Well, you no, know, absolutely. You have to remove your powers. You, they oh, you do. Them. Yeah, yeah. You have to remove yeah. the powers. Uh, oh, yeah, she would have got pushed. So Mbaku would have just been like, all right, let's fight, and you're dead. How did this happen? What, yeah. I, think, what I think is that Shuri sent him there. She like, did. That, that, yeah. yeah. She said so. Yeah, yeah like she, he, he shows up on the ship she was supposed to be showing up on. Um, and he's like she. He's he's like she sends her her regards. Yeah, yeah. He should be the king. He's. He, I, again, he also I don't like, like what the they growth did to of that character, character, but I like the character he is. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I like, like the character he is in this movie, and it was cool to see him go from like I didn't know Mbaku in like the comics at all. Like I, I, I couldn't even tell you if he was in the comics before this. He was. Right? He was the man ape, mm-hmm. which is why mm. they changed his name to Mbaku. Didn't know that. And uh, I I liked when he from the first movie to the second movie I liked the growth because he can like in the first one he tell he cared about his country no matter what, but the second one he was just and like the spiritual, T'Challa. yeah, but he was like he was the guy to help you could put your emotions onto him when he would help guide you, and I thought that was pretty cool. All right, so that fight scene. Oh my god. Dude, like I, I said, I thought they were going to kill each other the whole time. I was yeah, like, they're both dead. They did, both of them did such a good job of it, the portraying, spear. like, just straight portraying only one of us can, like, there can be only one. Mm-hmm. And this fight is for all of the Marvels. Now, they did a great job of, of, you know, conveying that, I will say, um, I was sitting there and I was like, I swear to God, if they fall into the classic phase four trapping of like that, where they kill Namor. Nope. I, I was, I was, I was about ready to like the movie going from amazing to dog shit. And then they didn't, they didn't fall into the trapping of like, the phase four where everything is like self-contained in one movie, you know, like a nice neat bow around it. No, they left Namor alive. So even if we don't see Namor for like, we'll see you know, even if we don't see him 
in Secret Wars, even if we don't see him until Phase 7, the fact that it he's still alive and still in the MCU is great. From like an MCU standpoint, it's phenomenal because they didn't Listen, fall into this trapping. Someone has to try to fuck Reed Richards' wife. Okay, <laughs> that's why they delayed the movie. But that's like, what I'm saying, though. Is I like, promise yeah, make sure you he's they alive. tried to kill him, and the script and Kevin Feige showed up and was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! You can't kill him no more." They go, "Well, how? What do you mean?" He's like, "If you kill him no more, who's gonna fuck Sue Storm when Reed is out doing science shit?" And they all just sat like, "This is a conundrum. How do we not do this?" Well, how do we just make him him concede? And it's like, have him lose. <laughs> like, it's okay. He can lose and not die. Yeah. No, well, that was enough because he's he's literally a fucking guy. He, he's, what is he, 1500, they said? No, he it was born in like the 1500s. So he's he, like 400. Sorry, you're right. 500 he's years like old. 700. Oh, I'm so he's sorry. He's like six yeah. or seven hundred years old. My bad. Anyway. Yeah, geez, Tony. What an um, asshole I am. Uh yeah. so like he was he's like six or seven hundred years old, and for that entire time he has known full well he is like the ruler of seventy five percent of the earth, and nobody can fuck with him. Dude can walk on or on land, right, in a hoodie. And like Jenko jeans, because <laughs> of the feet. Uh, yeah, you got to give them room to flap. Yeah. Well, that one leg at least now. Well, hey, they'll grow back. Yeah, I, I yeah. Will I, it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I hope like the next movies and he's like flying half, like halfway. Half yeah, he's like upside down. Like, damn it. <laughs> um. um what do you guys think? All right, so the spear scene when like oh he just impales her, and so, I watched that. I was like, no way. I was like, she's not gonna do it, is she? Is she gonna put her cock on the table? There's no it, way she's gonna do it. Matt's like, there's no way she's gonna fucking do it. The person this movie was just cockfest twenty twenty two. She's gonna do it, and then she fucking pulls herself through the goddamn spear and i'm like i need latisha right to know how attracted i am to her right now <laughs> like, <laughs> like i forgive you for being an idiot about covid but that's <laughs> yeah that's how goddamn serious that shit was but um I, uh, going back to a point Vinny made earlier about her uh, suit uh, being a reference to both Killmonger and uh, T'Challa, the reason why that's important uh, is because when she becomes the Black Panther with a synthetic heart-shaped herb, you know how they go to the you know uh, astral realm, um, the, the ancestral planes. Uh, who does she see there? Anyone? Anyone? No. Anyone? I think we all take a guess. The only other actor that's alive. Yeah. No. I'll give you. I'll give you four hundred and fifty fucking hints, fifty yeah. guesses 
of what possible character she could see. And I guarantee you, you'll get it in two guesses. Like, it, yeah, it's 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 a cool enough moment, but like, I honestly like, didn't see it coming. He didn't. Like, right, no, I, did I? Not I saw it coming a mile away. I'm pretty sure I told you that. Maybe you I told us that. Yeah. No, you, you sent us a happen. link that had that in it from a leak. I remember I said I'm specifically it, not reading this because I don't want to know. Um, okay. So yeah, I did not. It was know obvious that it was me, coming. But um, like, I I had to read that to know. I was like, I knew, who's, who's alive in the real world? I thought it, I still thought it was going to be Romanda. Um, and so, um, you know, I I even think of her. That would have been. That would have been kind of cheap it would have been I, but i wasn't expecting that to show to her be... in the ancestral also she has no right to be in the ancestral plane yeah it's only black panthers mm-hmm. yeah but that's what i'm saying is like or they could have done um her dad you know her dad, her dad would have been fine um, they've been, been fine but like she could just talk to best yeah or talk to best or talk to the first black panther i did not see that it was going to be, you know, Killmonger. And I thought that was great. Like, because then you're like, oh, shit. She's not in a, a good place. Obviously, um, you know, she, mm-hmm. she's in a violence place. This I is a place of violence. I don't think. So the ancestral plane, you do talk. You don't talk to like a projection. You talk to to the, the actual spirit of that person. Yeah. I don't feel like the killmonger. What I was waiting for the entire time was one line from him saying, "And then you're gonna make the same mistakes I did," or something to that effect. Because and at the didn't. end, and he didn't, and that bugged me. Because no, it, I thought it was great. It no showed that wasn't a villain at the end of. Uh... No, but it still didn't change. Like he didn't change his like you know normally how his views didn't change. Yeah, his views his didn't views change. Got like, him killed. He yeah, he still owned thought it. about it. He chose that death. Remember, Black Panther was like, "We can save you." He goes, "Nah, I'm no, gonna die. Let me die here." And then pulls the sword out himself. He like, died on the hill. He chose death, and he didn't. I, change. I love it. the the whole conversation. Really, was like, "Go get him, cousin," and that was it. <laughs> like, yeah. and she's like, "Okay." And for I'm the convinced. record, I was convinced she was gonna. Oh yeah, dude. Do you have any idea for me watching a movie made by Disney, the willing suspension of disbelief they had to build in me to be like, "Yo." I think she's going to murder this piece. Like he's, it's not going to be like Obadiah stain in an explosion. She's going to rip his fucking throat out. (laughs) Like I was going to stab him with junk metal. Yeah. I was so convinced that, that, that he was fish food. No pun intended. I was so convinced. And like, I didn't like almost so much that I didn't believe that she would, she like, I don't believe that her as a character came to the conclusion. I didn't get enough of that. It's like a tiny little nitpick, 
but I didn't get enough. Like in that moment, Shuri would have murdered him. She wouldn't have found oh, yeah. her cool in that moment because she had nothing giving her that balance. She didn't have I love like, the, uh... a moment of a Koye looking at her in the midnight fucking whatever. Midnight Angels outfit. Why would you name it that? Why would you do that? Midnight Angels. They named that in the comics. Okay, so and okay, Namor. Why would you uh, name it then? Namor was uh was it was bad writers comics. You can change shit. You can change anything you want. You can change Midnight Angels to something that's not stupid. You have that option. Hey, how many of these do you have? Two, really? Two of these? You have two? Make 40. Make 400 mm. of them. Why would you ever not have this? <laughs> you can make one? Yes, make 40. You had 14 Black Panther costume options. 14. <laughs> you could have done anything you wanted. You made two flying murder suits. Technically three, if you count Ironheart's. Which is I love how everyone. Up. I had several people call Ironheart's uh, suit a Gundam. It was a Gundam. It was absolutely. It was, a Gundam. Gundam. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so fucking cool. That was great. Someone's like, I don't like it. it Looks like a Gundam. Like, I like your opinions not valid. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, did you just say looked- I don't like it because it looked like a Gundam, or did you make a mistake and say the reason it was cooler than it possibly could have been is because it was a Gundam? It, like- and they go. I, the other people too are like, "This isn't Akin's comics." I'm like, "It looks like a prototype of her suit she has now." Like, what are you guys talking about? No, I liked it better than her look in the comics. You want to know why? Because in the comics, again, it was just knockoff Tony Stark. This felt her like own thing. Was her suit? You know. Yep. This isn't. Uh, let's make a a teenage girl version of Iron. Iron Man with a heart instead of the, you know, arc reactor. No, this was her personality in a suit. And also, she did the thing that Tony did, which was learn from the previous builds of the suit and, like, how to get around the atmosphere problem and things like that. So, yeah, I like and it. if we see her again, I guarantee her suit's going to get more and more advanced every time because she's learning from what her from her prior things prior experiences i don't want to hear any criticism that suit was dope i like no i like the suit but it's like the back like the wings like you know how it's like um it wasn't wings turbines it was, jetpack. It was amazing yeah this is turbines like yeah. which yeah, there's this, nothing wrong with them this iron it's just heart different is uh four hundred and fifty thousand times cooler than comic iron heart uh, but uh i think we've kind of talked about everything right um Yes. Uh, do we want to talk about the post credit scene? No. No? Okay. I do like... Oh, has a son. There you go. Well, I mean, like, that's how they're going to get around potentially ever recasting a, a new T'Challa that is supposed to be the old T'Challa. They're going to go, no, it's just T'Challa. Prince T'Challa. Son of if King only, T'Challa. If only there was multiple universes that you could pull a different version of T'Challa out of. We could call it um, a multiverse. You know something happened? I'm going to call it now. This is totally a joke. I'm not really thinking about this. Uh, but we're going to see our boy who's our time travel boy right now in the comics, Thanks, in the show. 
Kang Daddy is going to just kind of somehow, for some reason, make him older. Um, yeah, sure. I believe you. Sure. I'm I'm going to throw that out now with no supporting evidence. Fans making fun of Riri Williams' Ironheart looking like the Megazord. I'm sorry. Anything. Megazords are cool. Yeah. You're fucking. These aren't fans. Oh, you don't like the Dragon Zord? All right, oh, nerd. I'm so sorry that you think Super Sentai is bad, but everyone thinks you suck and you haven't seen the inside of a vagina. So, like, mm-hmm. go away. Like, Vinny's got a fuck trophy. So, like, we know Vinny's down. So, if you don't have a fuck trophy, then, like, shut the fuck up with your opinions on why the Ironheart costume wasn't dope as fuck. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I do, I do, like I said, I like that um, they left obviously open for more Namor. Like, he was like, great, cool. Now this is going exactly as planned. Not Maybe not exactly as planned, but in the end, he's getting what he wants. Of, like, eventually, Wakanda will be an ally of his um, because the U.S. government is coming for them. Or... It's like some crazy out-of-world threat where they have to team up. And either of those are awesome stories. One last piece of note for this entire thing. They would not have saved Everett. No. (laughs) They would have been like, fuck that dude. (laughs) Fuck the colonizer. Fuck that Um, dude. That's... (laughs) Great movie, uh, so I am not excited for the Ironheart series, but that's less about it being an Ironheart series now and more about how Disney sucks at doing TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want your girl get ruined. Yeah, I'm like, she 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 did great. She did great um, in that scene. I love her to death. Please don't fuck her up. Yeah. I mean, at least we're not getting a secret or Armor Wars series. We're getting an Armor Wars movie now. So, uh, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Um, the fact that we were uh, getting a series was like, I don't think you could film six episodes. <laughs> like, any final thoughts on Black Panther two? Go see it. What kind of? Go see it. Yeah. Great hey, movie. Go see it. It, ga- it, of Killmonger. <laughs> it gives me <laughs> it. I know we've talked about like how phase four has kind of left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. I think this was a great closing note it. to. There was sort of a lot of faith I've remember, lost. Remember, everybody, the only thing that there's only three things you need or four things you need to know about phase four. Okay. If you only watch these four things. You are completely and totally fine. Loki? <laughs> Loki? Uh, um, d- uh, fucking... Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Uh, uh, Black Panther? And a completely and totally random... Uh, series of episodes. You don't even watch that for any reason. It's good. What? But like, 
it doesn't. I do loved anything. Moon Knight. It was great, the, but it doesn't do anything for him. For you don't need for to watch. It. Oh, you don't need to watch it. No, no. I thought you meant ones you should watch. Uh, and no, because post rem- credit scene from Shang Chi. Those are the only things that matter. <laughs> uh, what about nothing else? Final episode of She Hulk. Post credit scene of Shang Chi. <laughs> you don't have to watch Shang Chi. Just watch the post credit scene of Shang Chi. Yep. Because now we understand who Kang is. We understand uh, uh, what the rest of the people have been up to. We understand uh, uh, where the world is at. Because uh, the Wakanda, like Black Panther, really kind of covered the rest of the world's position on everything. Um, even in like those tickers. And yeah. uh, Spider Man told us that the world is broken like the multiverse is broken that now we're good like between all of that like if you've seen nothing else of phase four you're actually somehow better off you're like what's the thunderbolts movie trust me you'll be fine actually i think yeah. hawkeye i think you could have seen hawkeye too hawkeye was pretty fun hawkeye was great did it set anything I, up oh i guess technically that's one last thing that I Except wanted Echo. to talk about was like how I think Black Panther 2 also is setting up for Thunderbolts, you know, like more than any like the little snippets we got. I think honestly now I think the Thunderbolts might also have something to do with uh, Wakanda now. Yeah, of course. Because of Black right. Panther. Yeah. Well, only so. time will tell. Yep. So, and we'll be there to talk about it as soon as it happens because we have nothing else going on. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the Lego set, the Black Panther. <laughs> God the damn it. We talked about this. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're like, or like, all right, we're going to quit scrolling and looking at Legos during the no, podcast no, for awkward no. silence. You're like, hold on, I'm looking no. at Legos. <laughs> Yeah, hold on, shut up. I'm looking at this Lego set. And it's funny, because it's like Black Panther, uh, uh, King Namor, and Ironheart Mark II, all people who were present on the scene, and then uh, Okoye wearing regular-ass clothes, and M'Baku uh, with, with... The only way to describe this as uh, is four random Lego pieces stuck together as a club. Oh. <laughs> How did I not buy this? This is a 525-piece set. It looks nothing like anything. This is the laziest fucking set I've ever goddamn seen in my life. This it's is 50 so... bucks, at least. Yeah, it's $79.99. Ah. Uh, it's $79.99, and it is the laziest, shittiest fucking set I've ever goddamn seen in my life. Why would I get that set when I can get the dope ass Shuri Sunbird set, which actually looks fucking cool. You guys are terrorists. Oh, I can also get the underwater Namor set. Fuck, spending a shit. Yeah, the Shuri Sunbird is fifty bucks. Namor's underwater set is thirty four ninety nine, and that's going in my living room. I'm done. That's All right. It. Yeah. <laughs> Go see Black Panther two. Go see it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> He meant two as in also. <laughs> Both, yes. 
Uh, so that's it. That's all I have to say about this. Um, there's nothing else really to talk about. There's no other game news because uh, I mean there is. Like Square Enix got in a license for it. We talked about that. We'll, we can bring it up next episode though. None of it matters. There's nothing worth talking about. Anyway, Pokemon yeah. comes out next week, so sorry everybody. We'll all be there. <laughs> yeah, if you want to watch watch the stream of me playing Pokemon with everybody, we'll be in the background screaming. Yeah, you, you, it's just me playing Eugenic Simulator, uh, naming <laughs> all my. Actually, I might, I might, my first Nuzlocke, I might just do after Marvel characters, but like not real Marvel characters, like Magician Cat. No, like just name them after like. Like who is that? Oh, I oh, see that's, that's uh the chick from Vanity Fair that Iron Man boned. <laughs> like, just start going it's through, all just yeah. side pieces. That's yeah, the one Morphin Maker. Uh, it's Morphin Maker. Yeah, no, like going through the movies and looking for characters who had names, but that was like, but you like who the fuck was that? Useless, like useless there. characters that were named. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Iron Man three was like three real people and then a thousand and a half. Like random garbage named characters. Ellen Grant. Just uh, garbage. All right, anyway. Uh, that's it, I think. Anyone have last parting thoughts before I shut off? No, nope. I think I think I said everything. All right, we're done. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. On Marvel.